And now, introducing the man who's working feverishly to secure a law degree in the next two months to earn a seat at the table for the next CBA and make sure, quote, those suits don't try to cheat the Orioles out of the number one pick. But all the lawyers I know won't give me their diplomas and keep saying it has to have my name on it to count, unquote. After seeing Nick Folk miss a 56-yard game-winning field goal last night in New England, he's assigned a security detail to follow Justin Tucker everywhere he goes because of a sneaking suspicion that Bill Belichick will be attempting to kidnap him sooner than later. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning. It is a Monday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Clark. He is Kyle Ottenheimer. The Ravens are victorious again. Thanks to everybody who checked in for Project Game Day. Always a lot of fun. If you missed it, it's available in the archives. But, you know, like maybe maybe wait until after this show ends. I don't like competing with myself. That's very difficult because who do you choose in that situation? Like, obviously I'm great, but also I'm awesome. So... How do you go about picking in those situations? It's who, very who decides Sophie's those, choice really is, is what those, we're talking about. Those adjectives. Well, no, it's it's been passed down through the ages of time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I it was given, I believe, to Moses on Mount Sinai. Ah. It was carved into stone, if of I course. remember correctly. Yes. Um, but Project Game Day, we do it every game day this season. It's all brought to you by Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, as well as our friends at Underdog Fantasy Football. And we'll be back again on Monday night, and it'll be Ken Zalis again because it's not a 1 o'clock game. And that's the rules. Them's the rules. You want Rita? It's got to be a 1 o'clock game. That's the way that stars operate. She's working 1 o'clock games. The Ravens, for whatever reason, four of their first five games this season, not 1 o'clock games. But Monday night uh, for uh, Baltimore, Indianapolis, it will be KZ once again with me post game. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports for both shows post game as well. PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. It's a Monday. Jeremy Conn will join us a little bit later on. Kadri Ismail scheduled to check in with us. You never know for fun and frolic stuff and things. What might occur during the course of the program? Um, my column will be coming today at PressBoxOnline.com. There are a few significant storylines for me during the course of the game yesterday and and. Unfortunately, not all of these storylines are, are really ones that are necessarily worthy of, of columns, right? The first storyline to me um, is the pass rush was excellent yesterday. I thought it was the best thing the Ravens did, frankly. Uh, the play of Tyus Bowser and Adafi Owe was outstanding. Yeah, um, I mean, Clayus Campbell as well. Matabuike Clay, played pretty well. Uh, Matabuike had a very nice yeah. play in there. Um, I, the, the, all of it, yeah. The pass rush was excellent yesterday for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, how much of that was a banged-up Broncos offensive line? Well, the left back was healthy. I mean. two, yeah, Garrett Bowles. Two, uh, two quarterbacks that... Are not mobile and Bridgewater you know, is deceptive. Actually, he's not. Both. He's not mobile. Drew Locke might be faster than Bridgewater. He might be, but that's not saying a lot. They're not mobile quarterbacks. They're not, not Lamar Jackson. Well, nobody's Lamar Jackson. They're Lamar not. Jackson's Lamar Jackson. Thank you. Appreciate that, Kyle. Very good point. Um, they're not. I don't even know who the 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 fifth. They're they're, they're not Josh Allen. They're Locke not. Was probably like a Flacco esque speed. Probably maybe four maybe. I, don't, yeah. I mean, I, I got to be honest. I haven't spent a lot of time on Drew Locke's speed oh, over I did. the years. Oh yeah? yeah, you got a problem. You need to seek help, sir. You need to uh, call someone. Uh, not spending time on his own. Maybe maybe reach out to a shaman or something like that. Uh, I don't I know. Do that monthly anyway. Well, all right, well, that's smart. You should do that more often. Um, it certainly helped, but the uh, the pass rush was outstanding. Uh, the second storyline to me uh, for the day was the was uh, James Prochet, of course. James Prochet was phenomenal, and Devin Duvernay in a in a lesser 
you know, capacity was was helpful as well. And Andrews, Hollywood, all of them. Well, but those are those are things that I expect, that, right? Sure. I'm talking about something that to me, the yeah, the emergence was... of James Prochet is potentially significant. I'm not. I'm not. We're not. We don't go crazy. There's no reason to think just, he's going to usurp Rashad Bateman when he returns and take his well, job. I mean, I no, but, I, right. Not take. I don't know about taking his job, but I mean, could could he for if Rashad yeah. Bateman, who's apparently saying on social media that this is going to be the week for sure. him, um, if could they ease him in more slowly, right, right? Like it wouldn't surprise me at all if James Prochet was more involved on Monday night than Rashad. And Bateman I think a lot was. of people thought Prochet, and though he did work on the outside as well, is a profile that seems to fit in the slot. So in theory, they could find space for. You know, I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people have posited whether it could impact Sammy Watkins, um, who's for the Looked most good, part yeah. been good. Like he's not. Didn't he have a drop yesterday? Yeah. Well, yeah, but that was also on a. I, that one to me, he. I, I'm almost glad that he dropped it because it was a throw. You, you never throw three yards short of the sticks on on third down. Um, when there's a defender right in his, like there was no chance of Sammy Watkins converting a first down in that situation. I forget and where it was in the field. Would it have been a fourth down? No, it, would have, it was on. It was too deep on the other side of the field. Like it was, it was a bad throw and didn't deserve a positive result. Um, which isn't to say that Lamar Jackson didn't play well as a whole mm-hmm. on the day. He obviously as a whole, his tentativeness as a runner is still quite concerning to me. Like it's, it's overwhelmingly concerning. It is not a good scenario for the Ravens to have Lamar throwing 37 times a game the rest of the year. Not to say again that he can't do it. This is the thing that where people get very sensitive. Of course, he can do it. He just did it yesterday, and the Ravens won the game. It can be done. It's just not the scenario that's best for the Baltimore Ravens in winning football games. At least not right now. Well, further lends to the idea of the brick, brick glass in case of emergency sort of thing Correct. where it's well, a matchup a dependent. Of, and but a lot of people are also assuming that it's related to a, the, whatever the this contract? back end. No, no, the back oh, injury yeah, yeah, yeah. is for Lamar Jackson. And I don't know enough about that to know. There's a lot of factors, but I don't. That to me is part of the story of Lamar Jackson. He also like he took for, a hit at the beginning of the game, maybe a little right, more uncomfortable. And, and, and he did. And there's also like he made some really good throws. He also made some clunker throws sure. yesterday. Like that's what happens when you throw the ball 37 times. Mm-hmm. When you throw the ball 37 times, most guys that throw the ball that many times mix in some clunker throws in the process. But you have to acknowledge that that Lamar did play well. There's no debating that he played well. But he was. This was not, to me, one of Lamar Jackson's great games of his career. This was a good game from Lamar Jackson. By the way, great standard to have when you can throw for 300 yards and I can walk away from it saying, eh, it wasn't one of his better games. Mm -hmm. It's a tremendous standard to have as far as uh, quarterback play is concerned. Uh, But James Prochet to me was was a major storyline in that game. And then on the negative side of things, the running back situation has to be an almost overwhelming storyline at this point. It, It is... It is shaping up to be a massive problem. Um, a lot of people were talking after the game about the tackle thing. Alejandro Villanueva, according to John Harbaugh, not significant. Yep. We'll find out what that means. We still don't know exactly what's going on with Ronnie Stanley or Tyree Phillips and when those guys might be able to return. This and might even bet on Phillips returning before Stanley. I don't know. I have no idea what to make of, of the Stanley situation. Could not tell you. The fact that he's still not been put on IR, that they're saying that they're trying to avoid surgery and Me just too, rehab it. Yeah, for what it's worth, <laughs> I, I prefer no surgery moving forward. That would be wonderful if we could just do a no surgery bit. I'd love that. Um, you know, I, that is, is certainly – it's there, the, it's the, the tackle situation. It's there. Villanueva's played – he's pass blocked pretty well. No, Villanueva's played – As well as we could have hoped. As, particularly given the disaster of week one at right tackle, yep. we could not have asked for him to have played this – Soundly, Solidly, yeah, sure, yeah, at left tackle over the and at times particularly well, mm-hmm. at times exceptionally well. Yep. 
Um, so And McCarry's played well at right tackle as well. He had the penalty yesterday. That was a bummer. But outside of that, he's played well at right tackle too. So I'm not as panicked about the tackle situation if Alejandro Villanueva is okay and if the Ravens believe they're getting these guys back, back. Yes, yeah. in the coming weeks. I'm not that panicked about it. The running back situation is starting to look like a situation where you might have to do something that no one wants to do, which is trade for a running back. Marlon Mack didn't look amazing, but granted, no. he only got a couple touchdowns. No, so I mean, like, and it right. was only that was an emergency situation for them too. Like they didn't want to play Marlon Mack, but I think that I see Hines, Hines got, got hurt, hurt. Yeah. and that might take him off the market. By the way, I don't know. I don't know what the situation is with Naheem Hines. Couldn't tell you. Um, I and clearly they wouldn't do it this week. There's no doubt about that. The Colts would not be trading uh, Marlon Mack to the Ravens ahead of a game against the Ravens on Monday night. That's I'd give not a something they would third do. round pick for Saquon. Yeah, I think I'd be willing to do that. Unfortunately, they won yesterday, I know, yeah. so I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work out. Maybe Kamara. You know, they have Taysom Hill. They don't need him. Yeah, correct. Why would they ever need that? And by the way, they are pissing me off with their usage of Alvin Kamara as well. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. All of my running backs sucked yesterday. My God, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift. Could it have been a worse day for your boys' running backs? But it's a good thing I left Clyde Edwards-Alaire on the bench in in every league. At, uh, and that James made me feel Robinson. good. And James Robinson. Well, I played him in one league, yeah. but uh, also Ben Fournette looked there. pretty good last night. I don't have him, so well, did I not. Oh, good for you. Yes. Bully, bully for you. Yeah, didn't bully didn't for quite you. do enough, though. They had a nice day. He had like 140 I mean, total yards. For me, I'm, oh, I'm I don't, still I, projected. Got to be honest with you, Kyle. I don't, I don't care about. I'm going to need Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen to have five touchdowns well, together. Yeah, it's not impossible. Not impossible. <laughs> We've seen crazier things. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I said yesterday on the, the halftime of the postgame shows, the, the, those of you that are worked up about Tyson Williams being inactive, is it, it, was it surprising? A little. It's far more surprising how many people were convinced that Tyson Williams could be the answer for this team at running back. It still doesn't That's change. way that more he, surprising. In a vacuum, if you were going to have the guys that the Ravens have at running back taking a carry, only a carry, right? He still has the most juice of any of those runners I, I, as runners. But I understand that there's so much more to the equation that clearly goes into the evaluation. I, like it, it, This is this goofy thing where, where we want that to matter because we like fantasy football, sure. because we, like, we, we, we are so detached from the realities of the sport that we want it to be, well, this guy's fast, so just play him, right? Like that's... If if that was if 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 it worked that way, why wasn't DeAnthony Thomas a high level running back for a long time in the NFL? Well, I think we have reason to believe that. I mean, for what it's worth, Tyson Williams is larger. He's a bigger guy, thank you. right? Thank you. Thomas thank, was like 5'8", thank, wasn't thank he? You. Uh, he might have been. I don't, yeah. I don't remember exactly. Like th- it doesn't work this way. That's not how the the NFL operates. And it was insane the way we were talking about Tyson Williams, which still doesn't mean that he's tra- – this is the part where when you have these conversations, and we're going to have another one here in a second about what happened at the end of the game, when we have these conversations, we are so brainless that all we hear, all we're capable of doing in the world anymore is goat or trash. For what it's worth, I, that is a bit that my friend Chad Dukes does, and it's one of the smartest things he's ever said. He said a lot of dumb things in his life, but that one's one of the smarter ones. We, all we know how to do is goat or trash. We have lost the capability of nuance. Tyson Williams has some skills that if he was the third running back for this team behind J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, he might have been able to help. He might have been able to be a guy that could get on the field in small capacities, learn how the NFL worked, and be a helpful piece, and maybe one day develop into a running back. 
But the idea that someone who had never played in the NFL before, who was not thought of as an NFL running back, was going to come in and was going to usurp the role of being a primary running back for this team was insane. We lost our minds. We had nothing that backed that up. We just wanted it to be the case, either because we wanted to believe in a young player or because we had drafted him in our fantasy football leagues. Or I don't know why. I don't know what made us lose our minds about Tyson Williams. Or, frankly, it's because we watch preseason football games, and as always, we want to believe that something that happens in a preseason football game matters because we don't want to feel as though we had just wasted our time, which I want to make it very clear, you're wasting your time. It was not reasonable, which also doesn't mean that Tyson Williams couldn't at some point become an NFL running back. I, at the moment, I'd probably bet against it. But I think he'll... I don't think he'll be inactive again, but I don't know that. I, I, I don't. If they cut one of their running backs this week and. Devontae Freeman was not really used. It, that, it would make some sense, I guess, if they did that. Although, again, they clearly don't think that Tyson Williams can handle the NFL level right now. So I don't know if that's going to change in one week. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't have that answer. They also signed Nate McCrary. It wouldn't surprise me if they wanted to look at Nate McCrary at some point. Like. I, I don't I don't know, but I think you know what the answer is. The answer is you don't really have an answer. I don't know if Le'Veon gets more touches I moving forward. I think probably they're going mean, to try that at I some point. I can't imagine they're just going to say we have to give 18 to Latavius every week. I, I, I mean, he has no he, first contact. He seems to go down. No, that's He broke not. one tackle yesterday. I know that 50 of his yards were after first contact, quote-unquote, but that could be as simple as somebody touching your shoulder when you're running. I mean, he has... It does not, I don't remember many runs this year where there have been impressive either jukes, elusiveness, but that's the, or him just but kind But what of are you comparing that to? Running backs that are good? The, you don't have those guys. I get it. I'm not saying like that's he's the not reality. Just, but I'm not saying that. You, you don't have those players. You're trying to compare it to what you want in a running back, and I get that. But that guy doesn't exist here. I like, don't even know that here. his vision has been all that impressive either. You, we keep, you, he can keep saying this. Who are you comparing him to? Good running backs. Who? Good ones. Are they on this team? Not yet. This is the problem, man. Like, nobody's sitting here maybe trying Patrick to say that Latavius... Can play running maybe. Because he's nobody's, not doing great at inside uh, linebacker. Uh, <laughs> nobody's trying to argue that Latavius Murray has been a high-level running back this season. But is he the best of what they have? Yeah, right now he's the best of what they have. That's not saying a lot. The bar is very low. It's it's like when we talk about you know this being the deepest group of wide receivers the Ravens have ever had. Yes, yes, it's the deepest group of wide receivers the Ravens have ever had. But again, that's not that's not that's not saying a ton because the bar is low. Latavius Murray is probably the best of what the Ravens got, and will likely be their feature back. And and maybe you know there's there's more that we're going to see from Latavius Murray. I don't know. No, I, I said I think Latavius Murray is the best of what the Ravens have. You mean have. more that we're going to see talent-wise? Yes, maybe Latavius. there is. I'd have no idea why it wouldn't. Like, I, there's no reason to think that he needed more time to get ready for the season or something like that. But 
I don't know enough about Latavius Murray to know if like he's a guy that typically about the halfway point of the season is playing his best football. I haven't followed Latavius Murray that closely during the course of Lucky his career. Lucky for you, I have. Second yeah, you've been really, Drew Locke's really, time, really been way. studying. Four, six, nine, Murray. unofficial for Drew Locke, Thank by you. The way. Appreciate that. Yeah. That's a very, a very solid answer. I can't tell you. I do think they want to see more of Le'Veon Bell. I think there's no doubt about that. But I also think they might want to look at Nate. They want to, They don't have an answer. But for the same reason as you were skeptical about Tyson Williams in the first place, there's no reason to feel like Nate McCrary is no, going to be just you know, no a revelation. I'm not, and by no means. But in the same way that you looked at Tyson Williams, why wouldn't you look at Nate McCrary? I, it, you don't have an answer. There's not one here. Could it still one day end up being, could by week 10, with more time in practice and you know, a, a few more snaps in a real game, could it come back to Tyson Williams? Maybe. It might be before. We, I don't know. Sure. It's just that we were silly. We lost sight of reality the way that we talked about Tyson Williams. I think whether it we agree with it or not, whether we agree with the Ravens' utilization or split between run and pass, they are throwing the ball more, which would indicate that the running back that's in would need to be able to block. So... That clearly is an issue for him. I mean, there's no reason to think that's not a factor as far it's as all of this course, concerned. It's, there's yeah. no doubt that it's a factor. And and in, in sort of poking around a little bit, it's I think they have concerns about whether or not he understands, like that he's dissecting what's happening at the NFL level as a whole. That that it's a, like the playbook then versus what the other team is doing. Like, mm-hmm. is he comfortable being on the field in those situations and knowing what's happening at all times? And I'm not. That's. I, sh- I sure as hell I would be. Yeah. You think I was panicked the <laughs> night before I jumped out of the plane. You think when I was sweating through a cold night in a hotel room, losing sleep, I don't know what it would look like if I was in that situation. But in fairness, I'm not Tyson Williams. And I'm not trying to trash Tyson Williams. This is a clerk situation. I'm not even supposed to be here today. It's an unfair way to judge a guy who shouldn't be in this position at this point. It's, it's not fair. And he might still become that guy. This is the part of it that like people are struggling with because it's all, you know, it's 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 go to trash. It might still be that Tyson Williams at some point. I'd be surprised if the Ravens, if they decided to put Nate McCrary on the active roster, I would be very surprised if it was Tyson Williams who was the guy that was let go in order to get him there. Agreed. I think it would be far more likely that it would be Devontae Freeman. And then you would say, well, then why was it Freeman that was activated and Tyson Williams wasn't? I don't know. I, I don't. I, well, I mean, I, I I think the answer is simple. They if if their other guys get hurt, they had more faith in Devontae Freeman being ready to be the guy that they needed to have on the field than Tyson Williams. But if they're going to give a look to Nate McCrary, I still think they're going to want to protect Tyson Williams and see. It's it's this thing where like we're not sure, but we don't want to give up on it just yet. Um, that and it's just a gut. I don't have any inside information about that. Ravens just aren't the gut. only team that need running backs right now, by the way. And the, the Niners are still looking. I mean, the New Orleans and, Saints and that's, figure that's, to be looking, know, that's considering the, right? Tony Jones went down. That's that's the problem with trying to trade for one. Is and, and look, nobody wants to trade for a running back. We want to believe that in the NFL, you don't have to give up an asset in order to get a running back. You can just find anyone and make them a running back. We want to believe that in the NFL because we've been saying it. Well, it's been done before, breathlessly. right? More so probably at running back than other positions. That's not to say though probably. that it's. That it's Likely, though. Well, I mean, the Ravens, I I don't think they're going to do it this week. I want to make that very clear. I don't think they're going to do it this week. I think they want to look at these guys for another couple weeks before they would do something drastic along those lines. 
But right now, I would, I would consider it's, it's it's O for the bunch. Picking up the phone and seeing if Ronald Jones could be had for a song. You sure, know? I mean, of, of of course, I would I would absolutely absolutely make a call like that. I would be I would be willing to trade for a running back, but I would be surprised if the Ravens do it today. I think the Ravens would be more inclined to to play this out for a little bit longer, see a little bit more of Le'Veon Bell, let him be in practice with Lamar for a little bit, and see if that can't help and see if he might prove to be the answer for them at some point uh, before they go that route. Sure. And it won't surprise me at all, again, if they want to Deadline's week eight now, right? I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's right. So they got, they've got some time. They've got some time. And it also allows a couple other teams to maybe lose a couple more games and decide that there's no reason the for them to hang on. We'll take Derek Henry. I don't, I don't think that's going to be the one. I don't think so, but, you know, it'd be great. I mean, like, I had gotten this. We'll, I don't, we'll save it. We'll save it. I don't want to do it right now. I don't want to do the, the Titans thing at the moment. How about the All Orioles? Right. Uh, we can get to that in a little bit, too. We I want to do it now. Settle down, Kyle. Settle down, man. Getting all worked up. That's what happens when the boys get that syrup in them. They get all antsy in their pants. That's the way that it goes. Uh, today's show brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. Well, nope, can't take a break now because that's the first spot in the first. Way to go, way to go, Chief. That's all right. That's all right. We will plow ahead. That's quite fine. Um, How about the Orioles? Nope, not the Orioles. Uh, we got to talk about what happened at the end of the game because it's what my column's going to be about today at PressBoxOnline.com. Tell me the nitty-gritty details of your column. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give all of it away. Yeah. That's what I do. Is uh, every Monday. That's why. Uh, that's why a lot of people tune into the show. That's uh, mm-hmm. because they know. Um, I am. I, I I sat down to write about it last night because my initial reaction involved the words Bush League, and that might be unfair. Bush League might be unfair. I, I the more I thought about it, I was like, I don't know. If Bush League's fair. It's definitely indefensible. There's no debate about that. Yeah, correct. They gained yards. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, they defended it. They just defended it a few yards down the field. It's indefensible. That being said, I get that it's not that big of a deal because nobody got hurt, right? Nobody got hurt, so who really cares? There's some, maybe some hurt feelings in Denver. But I don't care about that. And I want to make that very clear. My response, and I, I wrote, again, as I give away my column, I wrote at length, I don't care about how they feel in Denver. This has nothing to do with the people in Denver. I don't give a rat's ass. They're mad they didn't stop it. You stop it, who cares? They didn't. They're mad. Who cares? Not my concern whatsoever. I don't give a rat's ass about the feelings of Vic Fangio or any of the players that were reportedly livid with the Ravens uh, that play for the Denver Broncos. Not my concern whatsoever. The, uh, the Ravens have no obligation to stop trying to help them in the same way that the Broncos had no obligation to stop trying when they were going down the field. Not a concern whatsoever. What do you think the analytics would say about doing something like that at the end of the game? In, in what context? What I'm saying is if you sat down mm-hmm. and did the math over all of the good things that could happen in this mm-hmm. situation versus all of the bad things that it's would happen, to... what do you think the analytics would say? I think the good things aren't really... They don't it's exist. Intangible. Yeah, it's it, not they, like... they don't exist. Right. There are no good things that can occur in that situation. It's... it's one of the wackier bits that I've seen in some time, how we're pretending like this is a record. I don't know, and by the way, we've attempted to reach out this morning. I don't know that the players from those Steelers teams were aware that they had the record for the most consecutive games with 100 yards of team rushing. Because why have we ever given a rat's ass 
about a team running for 100 yards in a game. Cared Name more about. one other time in your life that you've thought about whether or not a team no. ran for 100 yards in a game. It was more interesting when the Ravens hadn't allowed That was way more rushing. interesting. Yeah. And still, not really worth doing something silly over, sure. but vastly more interesting than this. This is the biggest ball of nothing I've ever heard as far as statistics. We've been doing, how long have we done tidbit of the day? Uh, a while. This wouldn't be interesting enough to register for me as a tidbit of the day. I guess i got to rearrange some things. Yeah, you better look into that. <laughs> it, it's not even an anomaly. There's nothing noteworthy about this. The comparisons that I made in the column is, again, you're, you're welcome. I'll give it all away. Do you have any clue what NBA team has the most consecutive games with 30 or more team rebounds? I do, actually. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Go right ahead. <clears throat> Um, the Kentucky Colonels nailed it. I have no clue. By the way, I searched for 30 minutes and couldn't come up with an answer. You know why? Because who would possibly care? Do you have any idea what Major League Baseball team has the record for the most consecutive games of recording eight hits nah, in a actually, game? I do, yeah. yeah, who's that? Um, yeah, oh, it's the Dodgers, know. probably. It might be. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> who knows? Because once again, no matter how much I searched the internet, I couldn't find it. Because who would possibly care? John Harbaugh. This is insane. Could you imagine a player getting hurt, pursuing something that no one has ever thought about in their life? A hundred yards of team rushing in a game. Why are we pretending like this is a thing? How dumb are we? It's one thing if it happens organically and it's a sign you, of how good again, you are running. It, it wouldn't even, it's still, but it's not. A hundred yards of team rushing is not a sign of how good you are at running the ball. My point is when the Ravens were a juggernaut with Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards, and company for the first Th- three There's probably years, a right? better number that would prove that you're a juggernaut. No one has ever associated a hundred yards of rushing for a team in a game with you being a juggernaut running the ball. No. That's never been something that anyone has thought about. I don't know what the number would be. Seven hundred. Seven hundred in a game. That would. I mean, if you, if you know what, if you did that for forty-two consecutive games, do whatever you want at the end of the football game. Uh, run around naked on the field for all I care. If you can run for seven. Oh, you missed that yards. yesterday. Did they not do that? No, you did it. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. I thought that was the case. This is nothing. This isn't a thing. We're just stupid. And when we're shown some number, we pretend like it matters. Instead of any of us sitting there and saying, what? Who cares? Who cares? Except for one person. There was one person who, whose response could not have been more appropriate when asked about it. And I, I, I can't believe that I can somehow like this guy even more than I already did. It seems remarkable that we could get to a place where the guy that I already liked so much continues to be the guy that I like even more. Lamar Jackson was asked about this decision after the game, and boy, were his comments interesting. We'll see if this comes through. I don't know what that's saying. Um, <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. Um, I'm like, we're going to take a knee right here? He's like, no, nah, we're going to go for it. I'm like, so we pretty much got the game still. You know, double A caught that pick in the back of the end zone. Congratulations to him, but I don't know what Coach was thinking. Um, I'm happy we got the dub. I ain't, I'm not going to lie. I ain't really care about the record. I wasn't thinking about that. I wasn't thinking about winning the game. 
Why would he possibly be thinking about it? There are scenarios when there's something that actually exists that's at stake where I can understand you may be doing something silly, right? Like if, if um, let's just say Le'Veon Bell had the game of his life yesterday. He did. I don't think so. <laughs> let's say he was threatening to break Adrian Peterson's record for the, uh, the most rushing yards in a single game. Would have been good for me in fantasy football. Would have been very good for you in fantasy bench, football. You know? uh, well, it wouldn't would have been, been better very helpful. Yeah, him, correct. Yes. Let's say he was sitting at 294. Of course, uh, once upon a time, the Ravens owned that record because Jamal Lewis had it, but Adrian Peterson surpassed that him. that game. And let's just say you had the chance to hand the ball to Le'Veon Bell. He gets three more yards. He sets a new single-season record. Or Lamar Jackson at the single-game rushing That record. would be even better if that were the case. Your response would be, I don't know that it's worth doing, but at least you can argue for it because it's a record we're aware of. It's a record that seems to have meant something. We're familiar with that record. It, it's something that actually matters. How much it matters? Is it worth doing? I can't give you that answer. I can't tell you with certainty that if Lamar Jackson was sitting at 294 yards of rushing yesterday, it would have been worth having him run the ball one more time on the final play of the game when you were unwilling to run him for the rest of the game because you were apparently concerned about his back. Well, this is a different context. I understand that. He would have had 294 you, yards Kyle. rushing. Pre- probably appreciate it. More Thank willing you. in that, N- in that it. event. Nailed it. Thank you. I still can't tell you with certainty that it's worth it, but at least I would come away saying, yeah, I think I get it. I think I get why you're doing that. you got a chance to do something really special. There is nothing special. If the Ravens run this streak to 100 games, it's not special. It's nothing. There is nothing about 100 yards of team rushing that anyone in football history has ever responded to. We have never thought about it in our life. It ain't a perfect game. People are trying to compare it to baseball. Oh, what are you going to do? You know, pull your pitcher and going after a perfect game? Well, sometimes, yes. But there's way more argument for letting a pitcher run up his pitch count in a perfect game than there is this. There is no reward. The guy that got the yards doesn't give a rat's ass about it. And he's the reason why the record exists. Maybe Latavius cares. Sure, he's been around for... He got the most of the yards. Thank you. Yeah. And he's been around for all of mm-hmm. like a, you know, a, a, a second of, of their pursuit of this record. We are so dumb. I, I, the, mm. the only thing I can assume is that this is some sort of um, a de-swinging thing for John Harbaugh and Greg Roman. Like, that's the only thing I can think that's involved here is that they think it says something about them somehow, and so it's important to them. The players clearly did not give a rat's ass. Because the only one that actually like has been here for the totality of the streak didn't give a rat's ass. Why anyone else's opinion that was involved yesterday would be relevant would be beyond me. Could you imagine asking Le'Veon Bell, hey man, we got a chance to go after this streak, what do you think? Do it, coach. He's been around for a day. I'll take the ball, he said. Yeah, right? I'll be the one. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. I know I'm yelling, but I'm yelling to make my point about how silly the streak is. It's not that big of a deal because nobody got hurt. And I don't care what the Broncos think about it. But it's indefensible. In a vacuum, in a can I defend the Ravens running one more play at the end of the game? 
No. I mean, I guess I could do it if that's what they always did. If the Ravens did, the Ravens have announced to you that they think that it's important to take a knee at the end of a game. I know that, and I'm sure that this streak might is even longer than the streak, but I didn't bother going back that far. You can't find one example in the last two seasons of a game in which the Ravens had a multi-score lead at the end and had the ball and didn't take a knee. I don't think it's only the Ravens. For oh, no, either. it's most certainly not. I don't know when I would find an example of someone doing it. Now, why do they do that? R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Is that what it is? It's yeah. about the other team? Or do you think it's because they don't want to see anybody else getting hurt at the end of a football game? It's impossible. Because they could put Tyler Huntley in and mm-hmm. use it as practice time. They could let him come in and throw the ball at the end of the game. They could choose to do that. But they don't. Why do they not do that? Find out what it means to me. No. Because they don't want somebody to get hurt. Because they understand it would be overwhelmingly awful. It would be damning to their reputations if they were the coaches that got a player, a significant player, hurt when there was nothing left at stake in a football game. That's why you don't do it. But if the reward was real, by the way, it'd be a better argument. I'll even give you, like, if it was the last game of the season and there was an incentive clause in a a player's contract that had worked hard all year, if, you know, again, it's difficult looking at this backfield to figure out who that guy would be, but if in a, another backfield it was J.K. Dobbins on his rookie deal, but he had an opportunity to hit a number that would trigger a bonus for him, and you said, look, man, that J.K.'s worked hard all year. We think he deserved that. We want to go for it. Way more defensible. There can still be opinions to be had, and if you got somebody hurt on the play, it would still be quite a problem, but you would at least be able to defend it. This is nothing. This isn't a thing. We didn't know it existed until a week ago. Because why would we? Why has anyone ever thought about this? This is a footnote in a game notes that are prepared by the PR department for the week. And somebody on a broadcast was like, it's kind of interesting, huh? And put it up. And suddenly, everybody started pretending like it was a thing. If the Ravens' streak ended tomorrow, would anyone talk about whether or not the Ravens ran for 100 yards as a team next week? It would be weird if it ended tomorrow. Thank you, Kyle. But no. It's so bizarre, man. Like We just live in this world where we have lost context. We have lost thought. Hey, you got it. You got it. People were... I saw people tweeting these things yesterday. If you didn't like what they did at the end of the game, you hate fun. What was fun about it? Tell me what the fun part is. Winning by 16. They already did that. It was fun. You're right, and it was. I agree with that. It was a lot of fun. It was fun to go dance in Nashville at the end of the game last year because they had done it to you, and like it was kind of like a payback thing. That was fun, and I defended it. I defended it. I said, yeah, man. It is fun to dance in Nashville, by the way. I always love dancing in Nashville. I go every weekend, frankly. It was fun to go do that because it was, you know, a middle finger to them. And, like, that was fun. It was silly. It's gamesmanship. This is nothing. This is not a thing. There is no defense of it. It's not that big of a deal. Nobody got hurt. Everything's going to be okay. If a Broncos player is so fragile that they get traded to another team this year and they try to come after you because of what you did, they should probably be arrested. 
but it's still not something that they should have done. And we should have the ability to say that. We should be able, as right-thinking individuals, to say, not worth it. I disagree. Instead of falling all over ourselves to try to defend everything because Ravens, because Purple. We, we're smarter than that, man. We are. I know we are. Or at least we're capable of being smarter than that. And you can read everything I just said coming up shortly at PressBoxOnline.com. Today's show is also brought to you by Window Nation. It's, uh, the fall is calling sale right now with Window Nation. Season has changed. Leaves are changing. Temps are changing. It's dark in the morning. No, the temp didn't really change this weekend. My God. It's quite nice. I disagree. It was oppressively hot. It was oppre- I went out yesterday. It was oppressively hot. We got kids with sunburn, man. Like it was oh, a bad was day. It was very nice on it Saturday. Was, it was nicer on Saturday. It was also oppressively hot at times on Saturday. It was oppressively hot this weekend. But it's time for some change in your life. Get two free windows for every two you buy. Buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Plus, pay nothing for two full years. 866-90Nation or visit windownation.com. Kadri Ismail joins us next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. I love you more than selfie poses. I love you more than spraying hoses. I love you more than bird calls. But not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven Scratch-Offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash in Ravens prizes. I love you more than snowballs. But not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Once again this season, PressBox's Project Game Day is the destination at halftime and postgame for every Baltimore football game. You want to talk about the game without all the nonsense, coach speak, and fluff of your typical show? Tune into Project Game Day. Glenn Clark is with you at halftime, and he's once again joined postgame by your favorite analysts like the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard, Ken Zalis, and more. Watch the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports and listen at PressBoxOnline.com Radio. Pressbox's Project Game Day, every game day presented by Glory Days Grill and Window Nation. 
As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, Beer, Wine, and Spirit Showcase, and so much more. Come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, October 14th through 17th. Buy your tickets now at MarylandFiveStar.us with the number five. Tweet us at Glenn Clark Radio. 21st Century Talk Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. Glenn it's a bummer the way that we scheduled things the Tyus Bowser show because, boy, it would have been great to have done a show coming off that performance on Sunday. He was phenomenal. But that being said, uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, we uh, had scheduled this week off, and then we decided not to do next week because the Ravens are playing on Monday night uh, next week. So we will be back on the 19th, Tuesday, October 19th. We'll be back at Twain's Tavern, back down in Pasadena. Great to see some purple fans down that way. We're going to have a great time for the Tyus Bowser Show, which is presented by True Strong Services, as well as Great Eights Memorabilia and Pressbox. Find out more, pressboxonline.com slash radio. And get to greateightsmemorabilia.com right now. Um, they're putting together an event uh, for Harvest of Hope with uh, Ray Rice coming up on November 21st at Jimmy's. It's going to be an excellent event to um, raise some food for a needy charity this holiday season. Find out more again at GreatEightsMemorabilia.com with the number eight. Joining us now, he, of course, uh, our friend, Super Bowl champion, and you see him on WJZ 13 pre- and post-game. Always a pleasure to welcome the missile himself, Mr. Kadria Smile, back to the program. What's going on, Q? How are you, my friend? Man, I am living large. How you feeling? I'm good, brother. Everything's good in my life. I I, I survived jumping out of a plane last week. Um, I saw that. I, yes, you were all fancy with your going out of the plane hey man, and diving down I'm, and being I'm, Superman. I'm trying to. These are things that I probably should have done at a younger age. I'm trying to conquer some fears. I'm trying to, uh, you know, I, I, I'm trying to uh, be a better, more well-rounded person at this point in my life. As sure, you you checking off the bucket list movements and adventures i gotcha man i you know it's a it's a crazy thing to do but i loved it bro it was it was really incredible it was quite the feeling um let, let's awesome. let's talk about a couple things with you I, one one of the big storylines to me from yesterday's game was the emergence of james prochet and I, I know that there was a lot of reason to like james prochet coming out of college we didn't really get to see a ton of it he didn't have the full off season the first year but boy there's a lot to like and for a ravens team that looks you know, as deep at wide receiver as arguably they've ever been, it feels like they've got to figure out a way to keep him in the mix because he seems to be a guy that's coming into his own right now. So I think with the NFL, the beauty of it, it's a meritocracy. If you are a, a guy or um, a position of, you know, hey, I know if I do these things and I keep showing up, it doesn't matter what my draft status is. It doesn't matter what my contract is. If I'm producing, then basically they're going to find a way to keep me on the field. And so whether or not James was able to figure all those things out last year or obviously coming into his own clearly this year, you know, that's a good thing for him. You know, you make that big jump from year one to year two, year two to year three, you kind of start to to come into your own and, and figure things out. So, 
you know, it was it was certainly a challenge, but I think, you know, the the mental element of it all for him to be able to um accept those those tough situations that he was put in and to be able to produce shows an awful lot about him and, and what he's all about. I think there's no doubt about it. And and he looks like a guy that's coming in right now. So so now the the word is Rashad Bateman on social media is talking about this being the week for him, that he'll be ready to come back. Um, I, I, let me start before I get to the idea of what he – it's a great problem to have. Let's, let's make that very clear. This is a tremendous problem to have that this football team um, has needed in many years past and didn't necessarily have at that position. But let me start with Bateman. What's what's fair? What's the? How do you do this when you have a player who didn't have a full preseason, didn't get a lot of time with his quarterback? It, do you throw him right in? Do you try to ease him in if he's active this week and and give him a specific role, like a you know a few snap counts, something along those lines? He's clearly a talent. There's a reason he was a first round pick. What do you do about Rashad Bateman? Absolutely, all those things come into play. Okay, how's he feeling? Okay, cool. He passed. You know, this test, okay, well, how's he looking mentally as far as, you know, being on the same page with the offense? Is he looking like, you know, a lost sheep? Hmm, then we're going to have to readjust. If he's looking like, you know what, this is like riding a bike and I know exactly what I'm doing and I feel really confident in what I'm doing, then, hey, he's going to go out there and, and, and he's going to be, you know, thrown into the fire, if you will. And I think he can um, manage it and do extremely well with it um but yeah the the way in which they design the offense and the way in which he needs to to be it's one of those situations where we will take it slow however the train has already left the station mm-hmm. and so what would be an off season of taking it slow is different from an in season of taking it slow taking it slow in season seems like it's warp speed if you're in the off season in other words you know, not only are we going to throw you out there, but, you know, hey, we're, we're, we're going to see what you got. And yet he might only get maybe, you know, 15 or 20 snaps. But there are going to be some, you know, big-time meaningful snaps because he is a first-rounder, and they do need him to to go out there and perform. Sure. I mean, this is this is the reason they use that pick on him, right? Like, they can't yep. – it, it, it can't be a thing where you say, well, we'll just punt on the entirety of the first year or something like that. Like, no, they're going to need him to play at some point. But how you get there, we'll we'll see over the course of the next few weeks. Kadri Ismail is with us here on GCR. Kadri, the, 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 the passing numbers, Lamar threw the ball 37 times yesterday. And, and, I, and I say this very clearly – I don't think it's that Lamar can't throw the ball 37 times because he obviously did it yesterday and he threw the ball quite well and the Ravens comfortably won a football game against a competent NFL opponent on the road. So he clearly mm-hmm. can do that. But do you think the Ravens are best suited for Lamar to be throwing the ball that many times moving forward this season? Maybe, you know, I don't know how we feel about the Colts, but like the Chargers game looming, is it the best scenario for the Ravens if Lamar Jackson's passing attempts are in that neighborhood? Yeah, you know, I I think there is a formula for winning for the Ravens. And yes, overly throwing the ball ain't it. Um, they've made it clear in the off season that they're a running football team. That's priority number one. They've made it clear through the way they you know, have, have gone through the first few weeks of the season that running the ball, if you can't stop us running the ball, then we're just going to keep doing it. And <laughs> until you, you, you do otherwise, until you adapt. Now, with that said, 
what have we also seen? We've seen where there have been times Lamar has dropped back to throw the ball, and for whatever the reason, he wasn't able to be on the same page with um, his receivers. And, you know, there were just some issues and, and, and so forth. And so I think when we look at the bigger picture, I like the fact that teams are trying to really just load the box. If I can do my best to stop this, this team from throwing the ball or from running the ball, then I'll take my chances with them throwing the ball. And I think that's where Denver, you know, they, they paid a, a heavy price. You go back to the Detroit game. If Hollywood Brown is, you know, having his oh, no a doubt. game, right. you're, you're talking about another game where it's not even close. So it's not, it has nothing to do with Lamar. Um, not being able to or, or not competent to get it done. Right. I mean, he has every bit of the mental you know, s- stronghold to, to do what needs to be done. I, I saw the one stat that he's projected to have over 4,500-plus uh, yards passing along with close to 1,100 yards rushing, and I think for him he is going to be in a position where he is just – the game is going to slow down and he's going to get even better and – Guys who were free agents like Galladay and thinking that they'll go to the Giants and be this stud of a guy, they're going to be like, damn, I, I wish I would have uh, rethought it. And maybe they might even fire their agent because they'll realize how foolish they were in recognizing that Lamar gives them an opportunity to have one-on-one coverage mm-hmm. on the outside and mm-hmm. to make big plays similar to what uh, Hollywood Brown is doing. You don't think Kenny Galladay isn't loving life in New York? They won a football game yesterday, Kadri. Oh, <laughs> they won a football game in overtime. How cool very is cute. that? It's very Aww. cute, right? You feel you feel good. Actually, it was the the Jets who looked like a high school team celebrating a victory yesterday. <laughs> they, they looked like it was something they had never experienced before. Hey, uh, quickly, just because you brought him up, the the importance of that for Hollywood. I was not. I'll tell you, Kadri. I was not all that worried about Marquise Brown. I I. You know, yes, it was a bad game in Detroit. Obviously, it was not his day. It was a brutal day. But the way that he had played down the stretch last season and in the first couple of games this year, I, I was not terribly worried about that lingering. I, I thought, you know, get him the ball early on. And the significance of not just getting him the ball, but but him being able to make that play. Um, wh- what did you think of that moment and, and what that means for him and wiping away what happened in Detroit uh, to a week ago? You know, well, I, I know he feels good and he feels he's mentally tough and, and the whole flow. But I will also say that there is this uh, fan energy that players uh, either feed off of or get overwhelmed by. And fan energy uh, is something that, you know, people, you know, can, can act like doesn't exist, but it, it does. And mm-hmm. if you're a good player, it can – it can work for you. It can work against you, and you wind up getting into your own head. I think the fact that it was such a, a, a challenging catch, the fact that it was, you know, the longest recorded throw for Lamar Jackson yep. as far as his Air big yards, play down yeah. field, and all those things. My goodness, man, he dove the way he dove and held on to it. It is magnifying to your subconscious and to your psyche moving forward. That yep. What you saw in Detroit was an aberration. I'm, I'm here, and, and I ain't going anywhere. Have you seen anything from this group of running backs that makes you believe that the Ravens have a defined answer at the position on the roster at all? No. Okay. It's as simple as that. I like, I like, I like uh, 
Latavius Murray. Um, um, the jury is still out on whether or not they can have the full complement of the vaunted Greg Roman running game scheme with Le'Veon Bell back there. Yep. But what I've seen so far, no. I think the Lamar Jackson factor uh, can cover up a many a weakness. Let us put it that way. And I, I have even a and and a higher affinity for Gus Edwards and sure, Dobbins. Sure, right? my affinity is out the roof now. That's a, that's a great point, man. Do you nobody nobody ever wants to trade for a running back in the NFL, right? Because this is we've. We've treated it as a position where you can just find somebody and make it work, and and there was this special belief that the Ravens could do that because they have Lamar Jackson in the backfield. But are are we approaching a point where you think they have to start thinking about the possibility of giving up something to find a back to solidify them the rest of the way? Um, no, not necessarily. I mean, they lead the league in rushing, so I guess you know if you want to be picky you could you got a three-game homestand to to, to really kind of figure it out but right. I, no no okay. no I'm not, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know say the house is on fire i mean it's just they're just not jk and they're just not gus and and because of that i just know that the offensive run scheme is going to be a little bit vanilla compared to what you know we kind of got used to with greg roman's uh run scheme no, there's there's no doubt about that. It is not nearly as as multi-leveled. I mean, there's no question about that. Um, Kadri, before I let you go, just a, a, a one. I want to talk about what happened at the end of the game, and I, and I want to tell you, I didn't like it, but it's not. <laughs> it's it's not for the reason. I don't care about the Broncos side of it all. I don't care about that. Okay. One. You, okay. Like I, that is, you're NFL players, man. You got a job to do. I, I don't feel bad that a team is still trying to play football against you. Like that's that's what you do. You play football. They they give you a check for it, right? Like you know you're compensated for going out. So I don't feel bad for them whatsoever. It's to me I I, I don't I've never heard of 100 yards of team rushing being a number that anyone has ever cared about in my life. And it's one thing if you're going out there trying to break you know Adrian Peterson's record, doing what Jamal Lewis did once upon a time. And you got a chance for Lamar. He's ran for 294 yards on the day, and he needs three more to break the single-game rushing record, which we've we've always thought was a significant number. That's a completely different conversation. This, to me, is it's beyond fabricated. I've 100 yards of team rushing to me has never been held up as a number that mattered in any capacity in my life. And taking, okay, so can can I jump in right okay, now? Okay, go ahead. You, you go went ahead. On, you went on a you went on a. a, a I'm grandstanding. One hundred percent. I'm grandstanding. Okay. There's no question. Okay. All right. Okay. Let me let me say it to you this way, homie. I play offense. Yes. I could care less about any defensive stat. However, <laughs> I take pride in the fact that the 2000 Ravens team I, defense. Shh, quiet. I'm talking. Mm-hmm. The floor is mine. Mm-hmm. The floor is mm-hmm. mine. They did not give up a 100-yard rusher, and collectively the frickin' rushing total did not equal a 1,000 yards. Let that sink in. I mean, for 16 games, and they had, we had, my teammates, my team, our 2,000 team, that AFC Central was a murderer's row of talent at the running back position with Corey Dillon, mm-hmm. uh, with Fred Taylor, 
with uh, Jerome Bettis and with Eddie George. So they met them eight times, and them dudes were studs. They were bonafide, no-joke studs. And to not collectively have a 1,000 yards, bruh, I, like I said, I play offense, and right now I got goosebumps all up and down my arm because why? Because I'm like, yo, those are my boys right there. That's my team, 2,000 Ravens. Yeah, what up? Say something. We have conversation to talk about. You don't got no conversation to talk about. If you're sitting there talking about, well, you know, we had 43 straight games or 42 straight games or 41 straight games of 100 yards rushing, gee, golly whiz, the Pittsburgh Steelers is still up there top. They're going to be talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. They ain't going to be talking about you because you're in second place. They're not going to be talking about you in that regard. If you go ahead and tie the Steelers, now they're going to be talking about you. Yo, I mean, like did Lamar Jackson, did you, I mean, don't you remember when he first took over for Joe Flacco, that first drive, they had like 16 plays and it was all rushing and they were just like kicking butt and they just like imposed their will. Oh, you remember those two tight ends that they had? It was a, ama- oh man, you remember that one game? We had 251 yards rushing. Oh, that was amazing. Yo, oh, against Denver at Denver. I mean, the final section of the game, they didn't even have a hundred yards yet. And then all of a sudden Lamar, as opposed to taking a knee, he ain't taking a knee. He went around the corner, and then he got like five yards, and they had 102 yards to keep the streak alive. Oh, it's fantastic! Yeah, go ahead and suck <laughs> a lemon if you all like. Oh my God, it doesn't matter. It does matter. Holla at your boy. There it is. Remind everybody about missile training. I can't. I can't. Mm, mm. <laughs> See, missile training is where you think outside the box. Traditional training hurts you, missile training helps you. Missile training gives you a chance and opportunity to live and move the way you're designed to live and move. And at the same time, if you desire, you can reach out to me via DM at I am Kadri Ismail on Twitter, and I will be glad to break it down and give you a video assessment of how you are moving either correctly or incorrectly and put forth a plan to help you engage in improving your movement quality of life if you're an athlete or if you're a gen pop i'm your guy uh of course uh, follow him at i am cadria smile and uh, wjz for the uh, pre and post game shows uh love you brother always appreciate you taking the time for us man thank you for doing it it's... absolutely appreciate you bro cadria smile checking in with us here on gcr we're not going to agree on this by the way today's show also brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube, ser- Jiffy Lube service centers and ask for Mobile One. Going to go down to the Jiffy Lube. Um, the, the, the problem I have is that those are numbers that matter. They matter. We have held up 100 yards at, individually rushing as being a number that we cared about over the years. It's a line of demarcation for a running back to have accomplished a 100-yard rushing day. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess that it's changed a little bit for defenses because we don't have those types of running backs anymore. I don't know if it's still a big deal that a defense prevents a 100-yard rushing day because there's so fewer of them that I, I, it's still a big deal when somebody gets it. It's arguably a bigger deal when a running back reaches 100 yards at this point because of the way the game has changed. I don't know that it's a big deal that a defense stops a running back from reaching 100 yards. But it One makes of the Titans it is. Yeah, sure, 100%. I agree with that. Helps when you don't have your wide receivers on the field. Um but they didn't stop. No, they didn't. He got over 100 yards anyway. <laughs> That's a good point. Um Kadri's argument about the 2000 Ravens, well, that mattered. Those those were important numbers that we held up and we cared about. 
And I, I think it should give him goosebumps thinking about what that defense did that season because we knew we could define that that preventing those backs in that era when you were getting 25, 30 carries a game from reaching 100 yards was an overwhelming accomplishment. There is no debate about that. There's no suggesting that a team... It was representative of the defense itself, right? Like it was... Well, yes. They hung their hat on that as as the statistic, but it was the mentality of the team. It was... And I, I guess in a way you could try to make a similar argument here where it's like, oh, this we're is, run This first, is who we are as right. we run the football. But 100 yards as a team has just never been a number that we have looked at and said, this is how you know. I'm, I'm going to get – I haven't done this math, but I'm going to guess there have been a lot of teams that have lost games running for 100 yards as a team. Mm-hmm. As a team – Running for 100 yards. Well, the Ravens did some of those games. Yes, we know that. Now, they didn't do it very often I during the streak. Did I miss the 42-no streak? What's that? Did I miss the streak? Did they, they won all of those 42 games? games? Yeah, but they didn't win all the games where they stopped you know, running backs from getting 100 yards in that year either. It's not. I'm not trying to suggest you. that. But I, I don't know what the overall math is in, in teams running for 100 yards and what their record is when they've, when they've accomplished that number. I've just, at no point, has anyone ever ever said anything about we got over 100 yards rushing as a team i think it's similar in a way where it's like like you said a 100 yard rushing performance is now more of an indictment on the defense than maybe prior whereas Uh, 100 yards for an individual yes yes whereas nowadays if you don't rush for 100 yards as a team I think that's similarly. I mean, get some teams don't run that much, right? But it's so similarly an indictment. It's indictment, of the absolutely. It's indictment of an unbalanced offense right. that you are not doing what you should do as a balanced offense sure. in order to be best suited as a football team. It, is it is it kind of wild that the Ravens have not had one game in there where you know the, I I don't know. It feels more like it. It absolutely the unwritten part of it to me is that one hundred percent feels more like I'm trying to defend Greg Roman. That that people there are people that don't like Greg Roman's offense, and I'm looking for something to hang my hat on. Why to give you the middle finger about the things that you say about Greg Roman, and and this creating this record could provide that opportunity. Ironically, you could hang the hat on the middle finger. You could. That would be a good place. <laughs> it's a comfortable finger for a hat. I agree with that. It's it, pretending like it's 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 something. Oh, come on, we're 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 not. And I love Kadri, and I, you know, told him. I told him I disagree. We're going to disagree. I've never, I've, I've talked to Kadri Ismail a million times in my life. At no point have I ever heard him say anything about the significance of a 100-yard rushing game as a team. Never, never have I heard that. Not once. Not one time. People comparing it to, like, hit streaks. I saw Drew try to do that on Twitter. Uh, what would you do if, uh... If a team put a, a shortstop into pitch and you had a player that had a hit streak going. I would try and get a hit. Yes. How does it have anything to do with this? If your player didn't have a hit streak going, what would they be up at the plate trying to do? Get a hit. We know that if this streak didn't exist, the Ravens wouldn't do what they did because we have all the evidence. We know they did something outside of what they think is the smart thing to do. Is the juice worth the squeeze? The juice isn't even worth visiting the supermarket. There's no juice. 
There's nothing here. Hour number one's in the books. Today's show is also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. You know what is worth the squeeze is a trip to Glory Days Grill to try their Oktoberfest menu. It is phenomenal. Oh, so good. The chicken schnitzel, two chicken cutlets, ham-breaded and herb panko, pan-fried until golden brown, served with mustard cream sauce, mashed potatoes, and roasted vegetables. Menu also includes your favorites like the Oktoberfest Brewer's Platter, the Brewer's Sausage Sandwich, the Prussian Pretzel Rolls, the Slam Dunk Pretzels, and Apple Cobbler. These meals pair well with their many Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine on their patios or in their dining rooms or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill has been proud to serve the community for the last 25 years and says thank you fans. We'll come back in. We will dish out some pats on the ass. Get me yours. At Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Five Ravens. Two must be offensive. Two must be defensive. Rank them five to one. We'll do that. Recap the weekend of picks. That's next. Glenn Clark Radio. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. Hi, it's Glenn Clark here for Window Nation. You know, a lot of things change with the season this time of year. The leaves change, temperatures change, your clothing changes. But the one thing that stays rock solid is the quality windows, installation, and customer service from Window Nation. Plus, their amazing offer, buy two windows, get two free, plus pay nothing for two full years. They never cut corners when it comes to quality and transparency from start to finish. Call 866-90NATION today or online at windownation.com. It's the perfect time for Window Nation, the perfect fit. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, beer, wine, and spirit showcase and so much more come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the maryland five star at fair hill october 14th through 17th buy your tickets now at maryland five star.us with the number five i love you more than selfie poses i love you more than spraying hoses i love you more than bird calls but not as much as football celebrate your love of football with raven scratch-offs from the maryland lottery win up to a hundred thousand dollars instantly or second chance cash and raven's prizes i love you more than snowballs but not as much as football play raven scratch-offs at any maryland lottery retailer please play responsibly 
This is GlenParkRadio.com. Nothing but net. All right, back in here on GCR into hour number two of the program. You know, every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Where the, you know, there's a game I hear coming up in seven days. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single-game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. My most worshipful grandmaster, John Colson, just told me that he thought I was coming off as angry. I'm like, well, I think it was a stupid – it was ranting, yes. You're always ranting. angry. It's not, a, it's not a, a Hulk situation. It's not that. I'm not always angry. I'm, I'm, I'm not angry at all. The Ravens won a game on the road against, a, as I said, a competent football team. I don't know if the Broncos are really any good, but they're competent. Um, and they did it by two touchdowns. It's a good day. It's a good day. I think the thing at the end was stupid. I think it was stupid, and I'm not going to hide from that. And I think it's insane the way we talk about it. And I think we get a lot of things wrong. But overall, I think it was a, a good day for the Baltimore Ravens. And we're going to talk about that as we dish out some pats on the ass. Now, it was not a good week for me in picks. No, that was not a good. Too well. Did not have a good week. I didn't week excel in, in college football, but. Yeah, you had the best week of anybody, but it, like you had a chance for it to be a really yeah. good week for you, and it didn't play out that week that way. All right, uh, do we do picks recap first or pets? I never remember. I never remember. We just talked about this last week, and I still don't remember. I think it makes sense to do Pats first. First? Or picks first. I think it's picks first. And then we would finish with with the Ravens, and that would lead into Pats. I don't know, man. We got it. We have time, right? (laughs) We got to write it down somewhere. Picks Recap is brought to you by the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show, which will be back this Thursday at 11.30 a.m. KZ joins us in studio every Thursday morning to set our lineups for the week. It's all brought to you by CCBC as well as Glory Days Grill and the Maryland Department of Transportation. We will see you this Thursday morning, 11.30 a.m., facebook.com slash pressboxsports, pressboxonline.com slash radio. Um, yeah, not a good week. I went 0 for 3 in college games, and it really was the difference for me and uh, why I had the worst week of everybody this week. Maybe you should do better. Maybe I should. I don't disagree. I went 3-0 and 0 in college picks a week ago, and it was great. And this week, not the same. Um, look, I don't really have anything else to say about the Maryland game. If if you watched it, I think there is a, there's a lot of people that are, uh, same old Maryland. I, it snowballed. Something went wrong. Dante Demas got hurt. And that, by the way, is a far bigger yeah. problem for Maryland. The biggest problem to me isn't the fact they lost the game 51 40. It's the Dante Demas injury, which I don't know what the update is. It did, not, good, it yeah. did not look good. Um, and then from there, they give up a short field to Iowa, and Iowa turns around and scores. And suddenly, a game that Maryland was winning, 7 3, they're down 17 7. Happened quickly. And it's just all, it, it's newfound glory. It's all downhill from here. Is that what that was about? It's uh-huh. it was exactly it was about a Maryland yeah. Iowa game that would happen uh, twenty years down the road. Something I don't know Crush what year it. that that newfound glory song came out. Um, it's a bummer. It's a it's a huge bummer. There's no getting around that. I don't know that it changes my opinion drastically. I, I I'm talking to a lot of people. A lot, a lot of people told me I was wrong to pick Maryland. A lot of people that were smart people told me I was wrong to pick Maryland. Shows what they know. The game. Yeah, right. But those same people also said. If I was looking at these two teams, I felt way better about their chances of being competitive with Ohio State than I did with Iowa. So, you know, that game's not at home. That makes it a little bit trickier. But we'll see. I don't think this is a certainty that they now turn around and lose 50-3 to to Ohio State on Saturday. I think they have a chance to be competitive. But it was a terrible night, and obviously the Dante Demas thing yeah. is far more significant. Uh, Proctor, uh, Casey, and Stecka all got that point. KZ was the only one. We all got we all got bamboozled by the Oklahoma West Virginia thing from the previous week and didn't consider the fact that 
Georgia's really, really, really Georgia's good. unbelievably good, although it doesn't make sense that they struggled so much against Clemson now in hindsight. Um, and that really was the biggest reason why I made the pick that I did, is I was like, you can tell me about mm-hmm. you know Georgia, but like Clemson, 10, yeah. Clemson stinks. And Clemson's talented, but yes, they're not playing they're, very good. They're not good. Like, I'm sure they're full of five-star guys on defense. Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying they don't have good players right. on the roster, but they're not a very good team. Uh, apparently, neither is Arkansas. And, yep. and the Texas A&M thing, I think it said more about Texas A&M than it really did about Arkansas, as Georgia pummels them 37 to nothing, despite playing with a backup quarterback in the game. Um, that, was, that was something. So the only person that got that point was KZ. Uh, great news for all of us that don't care for Notre Dame. Not great news for those of us that picked Notre Dame because we thought that the universe would always force Notre Dame to have to win. Uh, they lose. Boy, they tried. Uh, Cincinnati tried blowing that in the second half. They had a big lead and tried to let it go. But uh, Notre Dame falls 24-13 to Cincinnati, which absolutely puts Cincinnati in the conversation. Of course, they now need to root for Notre Dame to win out the rest of the way, as we were talking about with Senator Reedy on Friday. It's that very awkward spot that you're in where, like, that win has to hold up for them to make a compelling argument for why they should be included in the playoff. Um, I absolutely think that if Cincinnati runs the table with a win over Notre Dame and there aren't, uh, like, you know, four other undefeated teams that are out there, um, I think they have a great argument for why they should be included in the playoff. That was a a very nice win for them. Desmond Ritter is obviously quite a talented player. Uh, 24-13, the final there. Uh, Kyle, Stecka, and KZ got that one. Brilliant. Um, boy, Minnesota-Cleveland was a weird effing game. What a weird game that was. And the Vikings still had their chance at the end of the game, multiple chances at the end of the game, but never established Alvin Cook in any way. What a but just a bizarre-ass football game that proved to be. Cleveland wins 14-7. to Kyle, Proctor, Steck could get that one. Um, Dallas certainly looking the part. They are... You know their defense is not overwhelming, but Trayvon Diggs is yeah, talented guys. Is Micah phenomenal. Michael Parsons Diggs are both very good football players. Absolutely, and, and their scheme is better this year to say that. I mean, I yeah, think I think fair that's to say. Cl- yes, yes, I agree. I think that's clear. So Dallas uh, wins thirty six twenty eight over Carolina, despite DJ Moore having a monster day in defeat for the Panthers. Should have done with maybe a rushing touchdown for old Chubba Hubba. Yeah, old Chubba Hubba. Who was, I started him over James Robinson. Feel really good about that decision. So Darnold was like, I, I want to run it in. He's got like five rushing know, touchdowns yeah. or something like that. It's very weird. Uh, Kyle and I got Dallas. Um, we're the only ones. Look at us. How about that? It was one of the few for me this week. Uh, Kyle was the only one to take Arizona. I I I feel so stupid for being the guy that was like second guessing the Rams, and then they all they do have to do is beat the Buccaneers, and suddenly I'm like, all right, I'm back on board with the Rams. It was more about it was more about Arizona for me. No, I, I didn't Arizona think they were just like going to win, but I thought they would keep it close. I, I I did a lot of uh, shtick on Twitter this weekend about how insane it is that the NFL had this marquee game, by far the best game of the weekend, and the only people that could see it were like small pockets, uh, the LA and Arizona markets, and small pockets. Like I think I think oddly maybe Detroit got it because Matt Stafford used to be in Detroit. Like I think there there are a couple of other markets. Where do you best stand game of the weekend on a bar? That has Sunday ticket, having every TV have the Ravens game on. I don't know why they're spending their money on the Sunday ticket for what it's worth. I assumed they just didn't have it. Then I went upstairs to go to the bathroom. This is an institution in Canton. And the Green Bay-Pittsburgh game is on one TV because I guess there's a Packers fan in there. Okay. And so I I was like, well, that means. Yes, because that was also on CBS. To show every game. They had like 15 TVs downstairs all playing the Ravens. 
I mean, and I, I get, wanted to maybe ask, like, you think we could put the Arizona game on just to? Right. I mean, it's, it's a very, it, it's know? a very interesting, yeah. very compelling football game with the MVP front runner. And I get it; it's four weeks into the season. Let's not be silly about this. But like Kyler Murray right now would be the front runner for MVP, having another start, national star turn moment, and nobody got to see it. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a way uh, for the National Football League to market their product. I got, I really, Stecka and I were going back. I don't know what he was trying to say. It was a very strange bit where, like, Stecka was trying to defend the NFL for, he's like, I'm not defending the NFL, but, and then, like, try to defend them. I'm like, what, what, what is going on here? It was very strange back and forth, Um, but it was insane. Kyle was the only one who got the point. Um, Seattle, San Francisco thing. People would bring up Jimmy Garoppolo getting hurt. I, I don't know. I, I thought they the the exactly yeah. right. Um, but this is what I expected. I just didn't think Seattle was going to be buried. I, I found it very unlikely for them to start the season one and three. Um, they beat uh, the 49ers 28-21. Kyle Proctor and I all get that point. Everybody but Stecka was on the Ravens, who, of course, won comfortably 23-7. to But only Stecka was on the Patriots, so he steals it right back um, as they... They hung in there, and mm-hmm. the crappy weather game, obviously. Missed all that game, essentially. Because of the drinking? Yes. yes okay, yes. all right. <laughs> Early bedtime. Hey, man, it happens. It happens. It wasn't, like, as as we all knew, it wasn't, on paper, a very compelling football game. It Turned proved to be a, to be game, a compelling yeah. football game. There was quite a bit of oversell of Mac Jones going on in that game. He was throwing underneath a lot, and we were, the Chris Collinsworth was talking about him as, like, the second coming of um of Tom uh, Brady. if Tom Brady correct <laughs> which by the way he threw the ball underneath a lot in fairness um it was an entertaining football game as it turned out and if you have any emotional investment when whatsoever it probably meant a lot to you obviously we don't have any emotional investment we don't have emotions right true we are yeah. we are inhuman in that yeah. way so for the week Kyle with the high water mark at six and three um Proctor Stecka KZ all four and five and I had the low water mark at three and six oh made up a little ground and there. because we're all so bad yeah. this year we are terrible at picking football games Kyle's now tied for first that's all it took is one six and three week not even a particularly great week just a six and three week Everyone and that managed I'm a, I'm an NFL guy you know? yeah correct <laughs> huge NFL guy um you almost went perfect on the NFL slate damn near it's five and one five and one. Uh, Kyle's Thanks, now Tom. Kyle's now 19 and 22 on the year, tied with Stetka. Uh, KZ and I are both one game back, so I had a three and six week, but yet I'm still only one game back uh, in the on the table. And then Proctor is the one that's in trouble right now, four games back. But again, an unbelievable amount of games left to pick this season. Proctor sitting at 15 and 26. Of course, we are playing for a small amount of cash, but we are really playing to avoid being the one who's got to come in here, get their back waxed. Eat a tarantula and sing Hero from the original Spider-Man movie, which Kyle is going to choose to do no matter what the results Hopefully, of yeah. picks will be. I do love that song. So that's the way that it goes. I'm not going to stand here and wait. <laughs> Hold on. Um, let's, do, uh, let's do Pats on the Ass now. Pats on the Ass brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4 available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. You know the rules. Pick five Ravens. Rank them five to one in terms of who you think is most deserving of praise for their performance in the win over the Broncos. Two of your players must be offensive players. Two of them must be defensive players. 
One of them doesn't even have to be a player at all. It could be a coach if you'd prefer, but it could also be another offensive player, another defensive player, or a special teams player. Rank them 5-1 to one, with number one on your list being the player most deserving of praise. They get two pats. That is your player of the game. Get them in at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. We will talk about them. Uh, my number five is Adafi Owe. You make third down sacks. That's the play that you get drafted in the first round in order to make. That's it. And when the game was only really in doubt early on, there were only so many plays that could prove to be game-winning game types of plays. A third down sack is a game-winning type of play. That's why you draft a player like Adafi Owe. You know, it's not like he... He had a huge statistical day, but he was a factor. He was all over the field, and he had a huge, massive play early in the football game. So Dafeo is my number five. My number five, Anthony Averett. I mean, the interception at the end was a nice cherry on top. but yeah, not, not significant, right. but yeah. All Averitt. things considered, he has filled played, in very nicely. quite well. Um, and... You know, I would imagine he's not about top, you know, not top corner in the NFL, but he's probably he's, earned himself some money, whether it's with the Ravens or no, someone else. No doubt about yeah, it. He's done. He's done very well. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, game-winning types of plays, Marquise Brown is my number four. My number three. Okay. Um, Hell of a you catch. Know, it's just a mon- it's a monster catch. It's a monster catch and a monster play on a day where, if we're being honest, it's not as if the offense was. Like the the numbers make it look better than what we felt watching the game. Like we felt watching the game, well, like it was a very inefficient running day. I it mean, was unbelievably inefficient running day, and they were they were struggling to extend drives. I mean, there's a reason why they settled. Have a good defense, good run defense. No question about it. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not panicked about it. But they needed a big play. They needed something that was going to cause some separation, and Hollywood Brown provided it. And Yes, obviously it comes with the context of his struggles from the week before. It's a good thing. He's my number four. Uh, my number four is Prochet. I mean, he was it's like higher we on my about, list. He's my number three. You know what we talked about is you. You look. I don't know if we can say that the success of the Ravens' passing game or the wide receiver depth is uh, attributed to the, the additions they made in the coaching staff on the off season, whether the preparation changes they've done heading into the season, catching soccer balls and all of that sure. is a part of the reason for their success. But there have been far more. I, I have no problem with someone who wants to say specifically T Martin and Keith Williams were put on this roster for, for wide receiver development. Mm-hmm. That was the reason they were brought in. That is what their track record has is that they develop wide receivers. And Hollywood Brown talked about the amount of work he's put in this offseason to be a better route runner, to be a better at separating. And, 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 and if you want to say right now, well, in four weeks, we've already seen one wide receiver develop. I'm not trying to say that James Prochet is suddenly a, or that he couldn't have been productive in years past but, if he had gotten but the opportunity. But I have, I have no issue attempting to draw a correlation between the two things. I have no issue with that. So, you know, um, it's never a bad thing to have four competent receivers on your football team, especially when we talk about well, and, the failures of years and past. And let's be where, fair, like Duvernay had his moments too. Yeah. You know, he, he was... He hit a decent day. Sure. He wasn't, you know, I get it. the numbers don't really back up. Like, no, I mean, the Ravens appear to be, if anything, you might be more confident in them throwing the football than you are running the football, at least with running backs at, at the moment, currently. Yeah. And so that's something they'll have to figure out. But I also like some of the routes that, that Le'Veon Bell was running. Like, there were some positives for me with no, I Le'Veon think Le'Veon Bell. Bell deserves to get more time yep. at this point because it's not as if anyone else has shown that they do, yep. you know. So it remains to be seen in that regard, but – Offensively, I think that the narrative, oh, the Ravens can't win throwing the football, the Ravens can't play from behind if they have to go and try and – like I think that's sort of – we can put that to rest. I think Lamar's throwing the ball 
very well, and and there's a I think at this point I think a plethora that, but, of receivers to but throw But I think to. the question is, what are you best suited? I'm to not going to argue. Right? I, I think that the there's I should never be Plan A. Yeah. I don't think yeah. entering a football game. Uh, all right, so Prochet is my number three. My number two is Lamar. Indeed, um, not perfect, but very no, good. No, like I'm still I'm concerned about the tentativeness running and where it's coming from. Like, and we could say, hey, he's trying to protect his back. Like, okay, I mean, I I hope that's all it is. I hope it's just trying to protect his back. But I'm concerned about it. I can't I can't shake well, it. I'm just gonna guess. I'm, I I haven't talked to him, but I'm just gonna guess that's who it is. Um, I'm, I can't lie about that. I'm concerned about Lamar's tentativeness in running the football. But and not every throw was great yesterday, but, you know, a, enough of them were that he's absolutely deserving of being number two on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tyus Bowser is number one. He was, the best, he was the best player on the field yesterday. He was a monster. And, and you felt good for him because I think a lot of people... Numbers don't normally support what he's been asked to do and how much I, he's done. I, I think that after getting paid... There was this thought, and it's Tyus Bowser didn't get paid Boku money, but there was this thought that suddenly that meant that he was going to be a, a twelve sack guy or something like that for this football team. This is his first two of the year. Uh, yes, I believe I so. so yeah. Um, and and as we talked about, Tyus Bowser is being asked to do more. He's being asked to slide inside a little bit more and help out in that way. He's being asked to do more things than just get after the passer. And and I I think. The, like more often than not, the grades would say he's played fairly well. He also drew a crucial hold. He did. He drew a massive hold, no doubt about that. He was a monster yesterday. I mean, he was the best player on the field yesterday. It's bummer. Again, real bummer we're not doing a show this week. Just unfortunate the way that it worked out because I'd love to go celebrate Tyus on a week like this. And, um, you know, he's, he's such a good guy that he wouldn't be like gloating about it. It's just not yeah. in his nature. But, um, you know, I just I'd I'd like personally like to be able to give him that praise for a day like this. But that's the way the schedule works out, and we're gonna do it on October nineteenth at uh, Twain's Tavern down in Pasadena. We will see you for that show. Brought to you by Great Eights Memorabilia, Press Box, and True Strong Services. We can't wait. It's gonna be a fun night. Tyus and his special guest. Find out more pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. And of course, you can also find out more about Great Eights Memorabilia, greateightsmemorabilia.com. They're doing an amazing event at Jimmy's with Harvest of Hope in order to collect food, and Ray Rice is going to be a part of that. That's an awesome thing. I'd encourage you to go support. Let me get to, uh, before we get, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll let Ron buzz in here in a second. I just want to get to um, other people's uh, uh, pats from yesterday. Um, from Matt Myers, one, Hollywood. Okay, it was a big play. I, mean, I'm, I don't know about one, but sure, it was a huge play. Two, Tyus, three, Prochet, four, Averett, five, Chris Port. Uh, you know, uh, uh, a lot of, hearing a lot, he actually asked that uh, Harrison played pretty well too. Harrison played pretty well. Yeah. I, the first like quarter of the game, you were starting to hear like, "Oh, the inside linebackers suck." You know, getting some of that, and then all of a sudden, as the game went on, opinion kind of changed a little mm-hmm. bit um, about it. My, Matt did ask that he we switch out away for board actually because it was a huge play. It was. It was a huge play, no doubt. Uh, Paul from Orlando, five Hollywood, four Chris Board. A lot of love for Chris Board. Played well. Uh, finished with nine tackles. I mean, he had a nice day. Three, Prochet. Two, Bowser. One, <laughs> one John Harbaugh for setting Glenn off during the postgame show. Thank, thank you, Paul. Appreciate that, pal. Uh, GH, five, Chuck Clark. I guess just because of the hit, we all enjoyed that. Is that what it is? I mean, I suppose so. It was a fun hit. He's played I, well this year. He's played well. Yeah. He's played well as a whole. I agree. Four, Averett. Three, Hollywood. Two, Devin Duvernay. Okay. Unsung Hero Award. Dropped early third down, made one or two later third downs on pure effort, plus the big punt return. 
I, certainly not somebody I think is deserving of being on the top five, but uh, you know, did some good things yesterday. There's no doubt about that. Uh, one, uh, Lamar Jackson from Jazz. Jazz was at the game yesterday. Uh, so was uh, so was Rita. Yeah, Rita yeah. made the trip out there yesterday. Five Prochet, four Averett, three Chuck Clark. A lot of love for Chuck Clark. Two Hollywood, one Lamar. From Nick, uh, one Bowser, two Lamar, three Owe, four Hollywood, five Averett. John from Little Rock, good to have you back. Uh, he was uh, he was making a trip last week out in San Francisco. Five Lamar, four Prochet, three Hollywood, two Chris Board. Man, Chris Board. Um, and one, the Orioles for being the worst and locking in the number one pick. Ha ha, no, it's really Tyus Bowser. Just real quick, because we haven't had a chance to talk about it, that's not, we think, they're going to have the number one pick. It is a very weird bit. The, the, based on the rules of the last uh, collective bargaining agreement, the Orioles would have the number one pick because while they finished tied with the Diamondbacks, the next tiebreaker would be last year's record. They finished tied. You go back to the previous year's record, and that's the tiebreaker where the Orioles would break the tie the new collective bargaining agreement is going to be what governs next year's draft. I don't know why they would change the procedures for determining who has the number one pick, but they could. They could do that. So I I guess what we could say is even if the Orioles had finished with the definitive worst record, they could still say they could prioritize ending tanking in this um, collective bargaining agreement, and they can make it so the team with the worst record doesn't get the, the number one that pick. That would be retroactively applied. would be kind of annoying. It, yeah. it would be obnoxious. Yeah. It would be extraordinarily obnoxious. And I think it's fair for us to use the term presumably sure. they will have the number one pick in next year's draft, which is a big thumbs up. But they didn't keep the Red Sox out of the playoffs either, though. They didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't do that either. It would be nice if they just would have won that anyway. Uh, Callum, five Averett, four Brown, three Campbell. No, Clay's Campbell had a nice day. There's no doubt about that. A very nice day. Two Bowser, one Lamar. And Kyle Andrews checks in from up in uh, State College. Good to hear from you, pal. Five Averett, four Brown, three OA, two Lamar, one Bowser. Um, we got a bigger group than we've had, a bigger group of players represented than we've had in some recent weeks. I like that. Continue get me yours throughout the day at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Your pats on the ass. Ron's in Owings Mills. Good morning, buddy. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm all right, pal. Um, what were your thoughts on the final play? Oh, you're not listening this morning, Ron. I've already I've already gone off on my diatribe about it. Um, it's indefensible. Um, it's not a big deal because nobody got hurt, and I don't I don't care about how the Broncos feel in any way. That's that is that's nonsense. I mean, you're a football team. You line up, you go play football. I don't feel bad for you that a team tried to play football on the final play. You know, if you mm-hmm. if you don't want to, if you don't, if you want to do a collective knee and just let them, that's your choice. But uh, I don't care about the Broncos. But there's there, there's nothing to be gained. It's not a real record. It's not. No one mm-hmm. has ever in their life cared about a team rushing for a hundred yards in one game. It has never been a conversation that we have had ever. And I mean, ever. so when Lamar Jackson is seventy five years old, yeah, Lamar Jackson he, didn't care about it three minutes after the game was over. He, to, yeah, the, I know. He, like he, Lamar Jackson could not. Possibly, there are people that think Lamar was lying when he said that. I, Why would Lamar Jackson lie? He's been honest his whole life. I, I mean, I've but never he's still lie about that. I, it's one of the things I respect. I mean, I, I respect a lot of things about Lamar. I, it, sometimes I would, you know, I, I think he was. Un, I I don't like the. I didn't like the fact that he didn't want to get vaccinated. Right? Like, there's, mm-hmm. I, there is nothing that suggests that Lamar was playing poker in that minute. Like, mm-hmm. there is nothing that suggests that Lamar Jackson cared remotely. And what I love about Lamar Jackson is that he cares about winning. 
and doesn't I think if it was a more if it was a more significant record he wouldn't have cared about it but and a completely insignificant record no no chance there was no way that Lamar was going to care yeah about I'm we're on the same page look happy nobody got hurt happy no fights I, I compared this to basketball I thought Malice in the Palace start yeah the guy threw the bottle that's what really started it but yes. even before then what stopped the game was when Ron Artest took an unnecessary hard foul in a blowout that Ben Wallace took offense but to. That's, but that's that to me the the in tween team stuff. Like if you're so fragile as a Denver Bronco that that a guy, a team playing a football play is going to wreck you, you need to seek help, man. Like you need to go, you need to go I see know, but somebody. Dude, Glenn, this is how some of these guys think. Like they take issue. Like I was surprised no punches were thrown. To be honest, I've seen it. I've seen, not specifically in football, i I, I got to go back to the archives, but in basketball, when you like try to run up the score or try to dunk the ball at the end of a game rather than holding the ball out, I've seen fights. I've seen it. I hear you. I hear you. Um, I hear what you're saying, though. You play to win the game. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't I care at all like about it. the Broncos side of it. The reason why, that I would not have done it, and the reason why I well, think it's. I wouldn't it's, have done it with Lamar either. I, I wouldn't have done it at all. It's indefensible to me. You don't risking anyone getting hurt for nothing for this is not a real thing this isn't even a made for tv record because who effing cares who why do you think most cares? of the ravens fan base on twitter maybe that's my problem because, look at twitter. Be, because well, why do you think the majority of the twitter people are coming at because me we get wrapped I, up because ron we get wrapped up in these things and we don't think we just stop thinking we get wrapped to, up in I these nonsensical things comments, but there are people going after uh, me when, that i'm not a real fan when, when people see my column today they're going to come after me the same way ron like it's the way it's going to go but we got to use our brain man this is not a thing yeah. it could not 100 yards of team rushing is not a number we have ever, ever, ever cared about in our lives. We have never discussed it. What would you rather have, it. a win, a winning a championship, or this record? I mean, this is not, that's, I mean, that's extreme, Ron. Like, there are real <laughs> records that, I mean, this isn't, like, if, if you told me that they could break every passing record that's ever existed, I would still say you would rather win a championship. This is right. nothing. Right. This isn't a record. This is barely a footnote. This is, right. this is barely, there are a million of these things. Kyle does a tidbit of the day every day, and there's a million of these things that barely get a huh out of me. And that's, this isn't even a huh. This a isn't hundred, Cal Ripken's record. No, this isn't, and if, I said Ron earlier, I'll give you another one. Here's a bizarre one that I meant to include in my column. If they had gotten yeah. the ball back at their own 48-yard line and wanted to let Justin Tucker try a 70-yard field goal at the end of the game, it would be stupid, and they would get admonished for it, but it would be more defensible than this was because at least that's a real record that we think matters. This isn't that. I don't really think that one matters either. Oh, I don't think it really does, but it matters more than this does. Like, this yeah, is nothing. Yeah, because that's more individual. But, I, but individual record. more individual we, for tough. Ron, if, if, like if, too, if, no. if Lamar Jackson had run for 294 yards yesterday and had a chance, he was three yards away from breaking the single-game rushing record, I would absolutely be more willing to say, go ahead. Go ahead. That's a number that we've cared about. Okay. I mean, like, so, you're, so you're more like if it's more of an individual thing. If it's something that we have ever treated as being significant. We have like, never like when treated Jamal Lewis broke it, when Jamal, I remember when Jamal yep. did it again. Like, that was a big thing. Yes, it was a massive thing. We treated it like it mattered. And when Adrian Peterson yeah. broke the record after that, it was treated like that number That's has fair. mattered. So it's more of an individual, like, breaking I, I, the step. Ron, when, when, when the Ravens had the record for, um, you know, or, or, or the streak of preventing uh, the opposing running backs from running for 100 yards, 
That was a mm-hmm. team record, but I thought it mattered because it was an actual – we, at the time, in that era of football, players running for 100 yards was a big deal. And, and, and preventing these high-quality running backs from getting to 100 yards really mattered. That was a real streak that existed. 100 yards of team rushing isn't an accomplishment. It's I, think, I think for John, this is what it is for him. I'm just looking at it his perspective. It's a coach's thing. It's a pride thing. Everyone's after Roman. Everyone's I, I 100% struggled in the playoffs. I want my resume boost. I want his resume boosted. This is something for so so we're all safe. There's no issues. Even if we flame out in the playoffs, at least we got this record. And and we're here. We're, we're arrogant. We're arrogant. We're going to do what we want. We don't care about anybody else. That's to me what that is. I I mean it, it comes off very much like this is something. This is a middle finger to people that don't like Greg Roman. That's what it comes off as to me, but I I'm just not. Don't think, I, that's not the real. I, I I get it, Glenn. To me, I'm with you, man. Like I, I just look. I'm a Ravens fan. Am I more critical than the average Ravens fan? I'll readily admit that. Am I sometimes too harsh on John Harbaugh? You are. For yes. Maybe low reasons. Yes. Yeah. Maybe there's sometimes. I'll give you that. For this, I don't think I'm hard. I just think it's. Well, I, look, I, Ken Zales and I had a back and forth about this. I greatly disagree with Ken Zales' opinions about John Harbaugh regularly. John Harbaugh, in by every measure, for all of his faults, John Harbaugh is an exceptional NFL coach. You can you can not like the way he gets there, but by every measurement, he's an exceptional I mean, I NFL coach. I can't argue. Here's my thing with with John. And again, I'm going to be as fair as possible as yep. maybe I've ever been to John with what I'm about to say. The stats show he's a solid. He's a he's an elite coach. If yes. you look at just the win loss. Now I watch every game. I look. I've I got I've got issues with things. One hundred percent. I've got issues with things. There but there's flaws in his objectively. Game coaching, objectively, I can't, I can't argue with the stats. Even John, though I thought he had Hall of Fame teams, the stats say he's an elite coach. But there's no question about it. There's been many times where he's made a lot of mistakes, just like any NFL Yes, 100%. Andy Reid is a Hall of Famer that's terrible at clock management. Ron, i, I got to run because I'm late getting All to Jeremy Kahn. Right. No, I, I, I love you, pal. No. appreciate you. Thanks right. for calling in, man. Um, look, man, I, we're not getting, when, when Ken Zales goes off on his John Harbaugh stuff, I call him out for it. John Harbaugh's a great football coach. There's no If we can. If he can't, all good. Um, we can't debate that. That, that's, that ship has sailed. But that doesn't mean that every decision that John Harbaugh makes is a good one. And this, to me, was a bad decision at the end of the game for something that's irrelevant. Today's show, also brought to you by the Stand the Fan Variety Hour, which is back. Guess who's back? Back again. Stan is back with Ross Grimsley. I don't I don't know if that was. Was that a thing? He's playing halftime at the Super Bowl. I don't know if you heard. Him and Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. And Could have said Lamar. Ross Grimm and it would have would have rhymed. It would have been better. Yeah. You're right. It would have been better. I, uh, I Who do I need to apologize to? Just everyone. Everyone? Yeah. I feel like it's not everyone. I feel like you're being a little dramatic. Stan and Ross are back talking baseball tonight on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Sports. Ken Singleton is going to join them as uh, the Yankees are getting ready, obviously, for the wild card game, and uh, they'll just talk baseball in general with the great Kenny Singleton tonight. Facebook.com slash Sports is brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Jeremy Kahn next, Glenn Clark Radio. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out PressboxOnline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser Show. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, October 19th at Twain's Tavern in Pasadena. It's brought to you by Pressbox. Great Eights Memorabilia and True Strong Services. 
Hi, it's Glenn Clark here for Window Nation. You know, a lot of things change with the season this time of year. The leaves change, temperatures change, your clothing changes. But the one thing that stays rock solid is the quality windows, installation, and customer service from Window Nation. Plus, their amazing offer, buy two windows, get two free, plus pay nothing for two full years. They never cut corners when it comes to quality and transparency from start to finish. Call 866-90NATION today or online at windownation.com. It's the perfect time for Window Nation, the perfect fit. I love you more than rock and roll. I love you more than a swimming hole. I love you more than pinball, but not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven scratch-offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash and Raven's prizes. I love you more than gumballs, but not as much as football. Play Raven scratch-offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. I love driving my tractor trailer. And just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you, and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The latest issue of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, who may well be the Ravens' next true defensive superstar in the lineage of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and Terrell Suggs. Also inside, we introduce you to Maryland Navy, Towson, and Morgan State football players and everything you need to know for football betting as it launches in Maryland. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You are out. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. All right, back in here on GCR. It is a Monday edition of the program. Today's show brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. It's Monday, so we're going to chat with Jeremy Kahn live from a dentist's office or a roof or wherever it is that he is today. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Where in the world? I guess my name doesn't work with that. So, uh, Jeremy um, Con Diego. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Dude, no, I watch actually, every day. Every day as soon as I got home from school. I was right on where in the world is Carmen San Diego. I did too. What a, I mean, and it's funny because I remember the, the woman being on the show that was, uh, wasn't she the lady that, that. I don't know. I don't know because I just let you. Can you hear me? You know, uh, Principal, Principal Joe and Lean on Me. Oh, is, uh, wait, what? Yeah, the so she was the one that ended up calling. You remember Lean on Me with yeah. Morgan Freeman, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You smoke crack. That's one of Drew's favorite. Movies, yeah, oh, it's by the oh, way. we he talked about it every day, every every You're all day. Yeah. Your ghost, anyway. So the woman that was like the operator that did the voice on uh, Where in the World Is Carmen Sandiego, she was the one that would all pop on screen in the videos. Was the mom of the kid that got. Um, expurgated, if you will. Oh, that and, was um, that was her. I never knew yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I always laughed about when I was a kid, because ironically, knowing how mature my parents were, much everything, 
I watched Lean on Me before. I actually watched Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty great, man. I had no uh, idea. My dad yelling, cover your eyes on the dirty part. Sure enough, <laughs> my eyes weren't covered. So that's um, why I ended up like this. Okay, well, hang on. What's your all-timer? My all-timer was for my dad's birthday when I was like 12. That was when the remake of Starship Troopers came out <laughs> and uh, with Casper Van Diem. And he was so excited about it because my dad, it, like deep down, is this kind of like sci-fi nerd. And he was very excited. It was like a Tuesday night. It was it was a night that like we would never go to a movie theater at that age, but we were going to the movies the night that Starship Troopers came out. And I swear, if you've ever seen Starship Troopers, you would know that like within the first three minutes of the film is a gratuitous shower scene. Like gratuitous, <laughs> yeah. utterly unnecessary breasts everywhere on a giant movie screen shower scene. And I'm about 12 years old, and I am experiencing something in this movie theater. And I look <laughs> over at my father, who's having this, like, what do we do here type of moment as it's playing out. And it was it, it still to this day gives me some of my most fond memories of my life. Um, because, well, I, you know, why wouldn't it? Yeah, the one I remember the most is being seven or eight years old and my dad watching Porky's. Okay, uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, every sick ball breaker, you know, the, uh, like everything that goes along with it. worms crawl in, worms crawl out, you know, like the, the whole, all the scenes. That's Porky's one and two, by the way, like sitting there yep. and watching them. Because at our house, we used to have all the movies on like VHS tape. So there'd be like a double movie feature on it. So it'd be like Porky's one and two or um, what was it? Uh, Romancing the Stone and Jewel of the Nile were on the same one. And then like th there were all these movies like that. And my dad would sit down and he'd watch movies over and over and over again. But I distinctly remember watching Forky's with him, him yelling, cover your eyes. Oh, by the way, three or four seconds too late yeah, when correct. it happened. And then <laughs> us covering our eyes is us doing the uh, the whole Spock thing from Star Trek and then putting our hands over our eyes like that. Yeah, so, yeah, totally uh, covered. That, that definitely. Yeah, yeah. That, not, Jesus, by the man. way, Dad, nothing wrong with a seven or eight-year-old seeing gratuitous, uh, gratuitous nudity or sexy. There's literally it a glory hole scene in Porky's. Literally, <laughs> there was also the other one that was tremendous for me was we went to the we went to Benji's one night when we were again I was in middle school, um, and I, I want to say the first movie was you know Shrek or something like I don't know what it was but it was something very family friendly, and the second film was The Nutty Professor which I think my father had convinced himself would also be quite family-friendly because of the original Nutty Professor years upon years ago. But as you'll remember, the, um, the Eddie Murphy Nutty Professor, not quite as family-friendly <laughs> as the original film. Um, there was a lot going on there, and I remember him trying to convince me to go to sleep as I was sitting in the backseat of our like Econoline van watching the Nutty Professor at uh, the Benji's Drive-In Theater. I had one with an Eddie Murphy movie. I'll tell you this briefly. So, like, I we moved and went to Hartford County, and then I had my eighth grade year at Edgewood Middle School. And the social studies teacher there, government teacher, whatever you want to call it for eighth grade, was like, hey, we need a movie about government, and uh, that way, you know, we can do that at the end of the year, and it'll be like a nice little treat. I'll bring in some candy and popcorn for the kids to watch it. And I said, I just watched, I think it was The Distinguished Gentleman, where Eddie Murphy becomes like a senator or congressman or something. Um, I think he steals the identity of someone. And he's like, is it clean? I'm like, yeah, it's PG-13. Five minutes into the movie, sexy. Yep. Like, right in front of my yep. class. He didn't watch it. He trusted me. And I dropped the ball. And, uh, I mean, it just... I did. He, I he got, turned it off and was so mad at me. I got, Oh, my God. I convinced... Um, 
I don't remember what grade it would have been. I convinced our, our math teacher at the time, Mr. Binko, was like, hey, your guys earned the right to watch. Like, whatever we did, we got an A on a test or something. We could watch a movie. And I somehow convinced him that we should watch Major League. <laughs> um, to which he wasn't, at first, he was paying no attention whatsoever. Because this is like a teacher would use a movie as an opportunity to like catch up on other things that they had going on in their lives. And like, I want to say... After, like, the eighth thing that probably should have been what he shut the movie off for, he finally <laughs> caught on to what was going on and was like, what the hell am I showing in this class? <laughs> I feel like off. you and I are um, Mel Gibson and Rene Russo in Lethal Weapon. Oh, um, 100%. We're, just being, we're, we're, we're showing each other our scars, and I don't know if you want to be yeah. <laughs> anti-Semitic Mel or if you'd rather be Rene Russo. I'm fine being either one. You still didn't so. get me anything for National Boyfriend's Day, and I'm not happy about <laughs> well, it. Well, I did. You just haven't uh, seen it yet. Jeremy Kahn, 105.7 <laughs> The Fan. Of course, his picks every day, pressboxonline.com. Um, the, the, let's, let's talk about the end of the game. Your thoughts? I, I hated it. Yeah. I, and, you know, I go back to this all the time, like, it's so funny, and especially in Baltimore, where people are like it's just about winning the games. You win the games, you know that that's the most important. No, nobody thing. cares. Work harder, right? Yeah, like, all this stuff. Yep. And then and then Harbaugh to go. Yeah, the players wanted it, and Lamar to go after the game is like. No, I, I thought didn't. we were lining up. Yeah, the what, the, what are you talking about? I didn't care at yeah. all. So, it, like, it's and and look, I'm fine if you're just a blind homer and you're defending your team no matter what, but. You know, we brought it up today. Remember when Cincinnati avoided the shutout by kicking a field goal at the end of the game and people were upset? It's like, oh, you just wanted to avoid And it, it, it falls in line with the same stuff there. Like, them kicking a field goal did nothing for them. And I'm not listening to the people that go, well, then Denver shouldn't have been calling timeouts trying to score. That's the object of the game. They're trying to win. The game right. won, Correct. You, you, you kneel on the ball. Like, that's – I don't know. It bothers me. Um, I'm not like I'm not dying on this hill. I yep. like, it was just funny. I think I got more adamant about it the way that people were responding to it. Like, my, come on, man. My, you my, know it's not right. I, I'm writing about it today at PressBoxOnline.com. And Jeremy, to me, the odd part is I don't even care about the Broncos side of it. I really don't. I, I don't. I, I don't care about that. Like, you line up, play football, don't play football. That's your choice. I don't give a rat's ass about it. It's the there's nothing to gain. Like this, we are pretending like this is a real thing. Or that 100 yards of team rushing has ever been a number that we've ever given a crap about in any way. This isn't a record. This isn't even an anomaly. It's, it's nothing. It is at best a footnote in a notes you know, page that was prepared by a, by a PR department um, in preparation for a football game. Did we know the Steelers had it beforehand? No. I mean, did everybody I, I'm else honest, know? Scott, we've like, been trying to reach out. We've called both Rocky Blyer and Franco Harris this morning, trying to find out, like, <laughs> if they had any idea that it was a record that they held. And I compared it earlier. I said, like, in the column, could you do you think that the MLB team that owns the record for the most consecutive games with eight base hits in a game has any idea that they're the team that owns that record? <laughs> Yeah, because they purposely came up and tried to get. Well, baseball's different, but yeah, you know, it's, like, but this it's, is but no, they don't know that. This is nothing. This isn't. I, I would actually be able to f- at least try to defend it, as I said earlier. If Lamar Jackson had ran for 294 yards on the day, and was three yards away from breaking Adrian Peterson's record for the most rushing yards in a single game, I would at least say, well, that's a real record. Like that's that's a thing that's been held up. And if you want to give Lamar Jackson the shot to do it and it matters to him, like, it's still a risk. Like, you're still taking the risk of somebody getting hurt on a meaningless play. But at least it's somewhat justifiable to me in that moment that you were going through something. There's other things with it, too, because, like, you know, Tom Brady ends up breaking the passing record last night in front of New England. Do you think if he needed those numbers 
against the Rams last week that he doesn't throw for it, that he starts handing the ball off so he doesn't break it in New England. Or, you know, I go back to when Peyton Manning broke the single-season touchdown record, and he had a chance to do it in a game, and they ran the ball in. Everybody's like, I can't believe he ran the ball in. It's like, well, it was the right play because we're trying to score a touchdown. It doesn't, And then he eventually broke it, I think, against the Ravens. But but the, the point being is, like, you know, I, I don't know. It just it seems so I mean my to go for that there instead of this whole team atmosphere that you've been trying to do because clearly your quarterback didn't know about it. So you saying oh, it, that the team wanted to go for it, it's like, who? Who's yeah, the it 100% comes off as, like, that John Harbaugh thinks this matters to Greg Roman, that, like, there are people that don't like Greg Roman <laughs> – and he's now created this thing to like say, yeah, well, he's he's ran the team's ran for a hundred yards, and for, I, I is I don't even know why we're thinking that's impressive. I'm so confused by why we're holding up a hundred yards of team rushing as being an accomplishment. Like I'm, yeah. it's befuddling to me why we're acting as though this is something that matters. I'm I'm beyond confused by this weird bit where we're pretending like this is a real thing. This is not. Yeah. This is fabricated. And I, I just think it's so disingenuous from some of the fans that are just like blindly defending it. Like, oh, they had a chance to stop them. Stop, guys. You, I mean, you know what's like, you could sit here and say what's what, but I agree with you. Like, this record, nobody talked. We haven't talked about this. They've been doing this for how long? We haven't brought this up on any show ever. Like, it's just, it's one of those weird, like, oh, you look at this guy's batting average with two men on and two outs and. Right. Uh, in this situation, when a curveball is thrown, right, and it's a Saturday, a run every yeah. single time, it's yeah, like right. stop. What what are we doing here? One hundred percent. And yes, Antonio, to your point, um, uh, it's just not that serious either way. Well, that's if you read my column, it's literally what I say. It's not that big of a deal. It's just that the game was otherwise quite boring yesterday. We just got to yeah, kind of be honest about that. It Glenn, was the best part about all this is I don't like. I agree. With you. I don't care about it. Right. Like, they asked me my opinion. I gave it, and then there were twenty. See if he comes back. Yeah, you. You don't know what you're talking. I'm like, you asked me my opinion on it. Like, I, you know, I'm one of those guys too that I'm not a big celebration guy. You see the ones that are kind of cool, but like, you're doing your job. You're doing what you're supposed to do. I don't mind it. Like, go celebrate, do whatever you want. But on every single play, like, you know, it's, if you ask me my opinion on that, I would tell you it. But I'm not. I'm not willing to die on that hill. You want to celebrate? You made a big play. Go yeah, ahead, in a weird it. way, I am. I'm far more bothered by the blind um, defense of it than I am by the actual decision. <laughs> like the actual decision rubbed me the wrong way. The bizarre. Nah, this is exactly what they should do. Rubs me much more the wrong yeah. way. Like that rubs so me far more the wrong way. You get into it going back and forth where people are like, you'd say, well, what if he got hurt? Well, he could have got hurt on any play of the game. But none of those plays were meaningless. Correct. This one was another meaningless play. It's like getting hurt in the this preseason. Is, this is an analytical decision. There's nothing to yeah. be gained. There's risk of something bad happening. That's the Who's end of it. to say when the game doesn't matter that a defensive player doesn't just cheap shot you Correct. For, for feeling like you embarrassed. You know what I mean? Like, yep. And people, people talked about the ramifications down the line of what this could do if they met up again. I, I'm, not, I'm not so worried about Correct. that. But it's just, I don't know, it just didn't seem right. I agree. But again, part of it is it was a boring football game. If there was another major storyline, we'd probably talk more about that. It was the Ravens played well. They beat a competent team. We it didn't make us feel better about the idea that they're going to win a Super Bowl or something like that, but they did what they needed to do on the road against the Broncos, and that's, that's kind of a boring two hours, unfortunately, to just walk in and say that. <laughs> the other fun part with this, and, and I always enjoy this because anytime I pick against the Ravens, so my lock of the week was the Broncos, and – it's the only game I got wrong. <laughs> so I got every other game right. That's the only game and, I bet $100,000 on, so thanks yeah. a lot, Jeremy. I bet, and, you know, like, I, and I'm fine with that, but I got so much 
I don't get hate mail for people losing their bets on that. I get hate mails like, that's what you get for picking against us. And I'm like, I'm the only one that picked them to beat the Chiefs, and no one patted my <laughs> ass on the back. Like, I didn't get this hooray. Like, I wasn't expecting a parade or anything, but it's just funny. Like, I don't care about your feelings. I don't care about your team. I've already said, if I felt like the odds were in, in the favor of whoever was fighting my mother, I would bet against my mother. And she knows it, too, and she better take the fall. Correct. Yeah, fall. right? Seriously. Yeah. You know what, Jerry? Sure, you should know that we will always pat your ass, all right? A hundred percent. I will, one, no matter what, even even when you don't get me things on National Boyfriend Day. Jeremy's uh, long man. been known for saying his quote, of course, is F them kids. That's yeah. what Jeremy has always said <laughs> over the years. F them kids. F them I love kids. It. Uh, what else did you care about today? I, like, where where are you... I, I hate the fact that we're going to have to watch the Yankees-Red Sox game tomorrow night. Like, it, it they don't me, have to, for what it's worth. I, I understand, but like playoff baseball is the part that like you, I enjoy. Like That's when I want to tune back in, is for playoff baseball, and I get Yankees-Red Sox. I, uh, I'm but, a little sad because I wanted chaos. And mm-hmm. yeah. like, I was secretly, in, in a weird way, I always pull for the best teams because I want to see the best matchups. But I was kind of pulling for Seattle, which yep. that would never be a team I pull for because I think they're one and done if they get in. But I just thought it was a really cool story. I loved seeing Dave Sims' reaction when they had the walk-off. Oh, it was awesome. They won. Oh, that was awesome. Aw- um, if you haven't seen that video, it's phenomenal. Yeah, and there, there were a lot of cool aspects of it. I thought Toronto was the most dangerous team if they got into the postseason in the American League. Uh, but I, I got news. Like, somebody asked me today, like, who do you think's winning the World Series? And I said, well, the, to me, the Dodgers have the best lineup top to bottom. They do. But they are in a one-game playoff. And that's playoff. the thing. It, yeah, it really does feel like if they if Kershaw is he okay? He was walking. He was taken from the last I, game. I thought removed. they were very concerned about that. I don't. I don't know. I don't well. even think they need Kershaw. Yeah, to be that's honest. what a lot. The argument that a lot of people have made is like, what is he? Their, their, their fourth starter. They Scherzer. have Bueller. They have Scherzer. Like will be all right. Walker yeah. Bueller, who yep. you know had one of the best CRAs in the mm-hmm. National League. Um, yeah, I mean they're they're loaded. Their bullpen's great. They're hitting lineup. I, I think the the appropriate way, but the Cardinals are the hottest team in baseball, right? So like I think the appropriate yeah. way to say it is if the Dodgers win that game, I agree. I think they're the favorites to win the World Series, but they got to win the game. Like that's this this could all. I I think it's a far more fascinating. I wanted a four way tie in the AL. Yeah, I, I, but isn't I, it? Yes. It, uh, sorry, isn't it odd that we don't talk about the Rays enough and how good they are? I mean, they were they just manhandled the Yankees and games that they didn't need uh two out of three and and again lose on sunday one to nothing but um i struggle we talked about this we talked about this last year i struggle with the race thing right because i i know it's amazing but i also don't know that i love or that i would want i don't want i don't want the orioles trying to replicate the race right like i don't want to constantly be getting rid of the players that your 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 fans are able to fall in love with right like i well, they buy out arbitration is, years. I, I get that, but then they immediately move on after that, right? They like, have in certain instances. But I don't think they're, name the guy that's been there for well, at Longoria, of course, but for a little bit, he yes. was there for a long time. I mean, they're not clamoring to trade Brandon Lau, I don't think, right? Like not at the moment, but they'd be willing to at some point. Like I the the utter ruthlessness of it all, it's a fine line. Of course, I want my team to try to win a World Series. The Rays haven't done that yet, right? Like I want them to, but boy, the utter ruthlessness, the we just don't care, and we will always be willing to move on if it's what's best for the foot, the, the baseball team. And the football team. Yeah, and the football team. And the football team's turned out to be pretty good. Um, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's a tough thing for me where, like, I I, I want to embrace the Rays, but then immediately I'm, I'm like, to I'm watch not Wander really Franco sure that more, I want to you know? embrace the Rays. I hear that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm in the same boat because that's who everybody wants to point to. And it's like, oh, see, they're doing it. And they've literally hit a home run on every trade they've made, every free agent move they make. 
It, that's one of the things why, like, if I look at the Blue Jays, who, you know, they signed Robbie Ray to a one-year deal. That's something the Orioles could have done. Or um, who else? Uh, oh, Marcus Semien. I'm not saying that that's a guy the Orioles would have went out and signed. But they signed these two guys to one-year deals, and had they not been in the playoff picture with the seasons they were having, they could have moved them for a ton. And uh, I'd love to see them do more moves like that and kick the tires on these guys on one-year deals that, you know, um, you're buying high, I guess, mm-hmm. or buying low on, and, and something can happen. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's strange with the Rays because, again, it feels like every single move they make works out. It's remarkable. I mean, it really is. There's no getting around that. It's it's incredibly remarkable what they've accomplished and remarkable that, that there's still a city that struggled to embrace them um, because yep. of because of the sheer ruthlessness. They're going to wind up in Montreal at some point. Anything else going on in your world, dude? Anything else that we need to cover? No. I, I mean, I, I, full uh, full disclosure, I've you know, as far as like TV and movies, I still haven't watched the Sopranos movie. I haven't my, either. Uh, I didn't get to watch that or Venom. Weekend. Oh, what'd you do? Yeah. What'd you, what'd you do? Well, so we just did something, uh, I don't want to say lame, but it's funny. We went to Alexandria, Virginia, went to a nice dinner. Oh, that's lovely. Um, yeah, it was it was nice. We stayed at this spa hotel where we didn't even get to use the spa um, because it was all booked what is, up. What is the point of that exactly? I, well, I don't know. That, that was part of what we were debating on. And then uh, actually my wife was like, well, they only have this one appointment available. And I said, I don't care about going. The weird thing was is that, this is this is kind of funny, where... Uh, there was there was a couple's massage that was available at a random time, and we would have taken it. It was one man, one woman, and my wife was like, um, "I don't know if she like I was. I would have been okay getting the massage from the man and her getting the one from the woman, I but I think she was weirded out or thought I would be weirded out if she was getting a massage from a guy while I was getting one from a girl. Which it doesn't it doesn't even matter. To me. Yes, because that makes like Wait, we're old enough that, like that just stuff. get. I'm just getting a massage, right? Yeah. I don't care about any of that stuff. Like, none of it bothers me. But we went out to a nice dinner where, again, I tried uh, – it was a Japanese restaurant. It was a tasting menu, so seven courses. And um, the uh, the first course was octopus, which nice. I was fine. I tried it. You know, it was okay. Octopus is good. And, but there was sashimi, which is raw fish. Yeah. And I can't do raw fish. I've tried – I try it every time. I learned that about another and, buddy of mine this weekend. So why would you go to a sushi place? Yeah. Well, it wasn't a sushi place. It was Japanese. That was the only. Um, so you do you not eat sushi at all? Fish. Say it again. Do you not eat sushi at all? No, I tr- I want to. I want to like it. Like uh, my every time I go out and we go to a sushi restaurant, I try it, and ultimately every time I hate it. Um, and it's not that I even hate it. It's just it doesn't sit well with me. Like I just want to. So, so I weird. the one <laughs> the lady comes over and she goes, "Oh, we have these seven types of fish," and I told her because we asked about substituting. She said, "If you'd emailed ahead of time." We could have. And I'm like, you know what? It's not a big deal. I'll be adventurous. I'll try it. It's sashimi for two, which my wife ended up having to eat every piece except one. Because ultimately, the mild fish that she told me to try, and said it was so mild that I didn't even have to try it with soy sauce, I almost threw up all over our table. Wow, Jesus. <laughs> what kind of fish was it? Oh, my God. Uh, I forget which. What you color said. was it? it? Was, uh, I mean, it was a white fish. Sounds so, like yellow, yellow tail, um, maybe. But it was. Yeah, it mm, been, there were some, there was yellow some tail, uh, yellowfin yeah. tuna in there. There was. Uh, I mean, all types. Like, it, but we had a, a like a Chilean sea bass dish, which was you know it was fine. I can eat cooked fish. I'm not a fan of like salmon and certain other ones, but I try it. I'm really, like I'm willing really to be odd. adventurous. Yeah. Everything, everything about this is very strange. Like, like I kind of do it, but not. Like, it's a very yeah. strange like, sort I of eat cooked fish. Not the most popular one. Right, <laughs> right. Like the the ones that nobody like. Like, I'll get myself a trout. You know, 100. percent These are like swordfish a lot. 
It's a random fish. When I was a like, kid, when I was a child. Super random. Yeah. That's super random. Have you ever had trouser snake? Ah, yeah, really ah, that was what the massage ah, guy was offering, right? Yeah, smothered in underwear. It's the only way to get it. Um, no, but yeah, again, I, I'd be willing to try anything once. I, I, uh, I'm aware, yes, 100%. <laughs> I'm very aware of your willingness to try anything once. We also went to, uh, I don't know what you would call it, a cidery or like a cider house. Okay. Where, you know, like the, a brewery, the Cider House Rules. Really cool. It's a lovely film. A lovely yeah. film. <laughs> but uh, there was one down in, um, it's called Lost Boys, uh, or Lost Boy, <laughs> down in uh, Alexandria. And it was really good, trying a bunch of different ciders. We're, uh, we're trying to put together the final plans. We're doing a, a bed and breakfast weekend down in Williamsburg in a couple weeks. It's a, it's a thing that I get every year as like an anniversary gift we do a bed and breakfast uh, weekend in the fall and we're going down to williamsburg and she's like all in on doing like the hokey colonial williamsburg stuff like she want i'm like what i did that when i was eight <laughs> i there was, think I'm there's good. a really good restaurant there that uh, uh I'll find out from my wife which one we went to that was like is kind it, of what she's looking for but the food is dynamite was it the place i've heard a lot about a place that like they they try to teach you how to prepare the food as they That's a racket huh well, like everybody, do everybody raves. Here, no, you no, no, no. you're not going to prepare it. They teach you, but they do it. It's in Williamsburg. Everybody's been raving about it. Yeah, me. I got mad when they called me at 4 a.m. to go milk the cows. Right. <laughs> I'm took good. Some doing, but the, the cows milk. We don't have a cow. We have a cow. We have a bull. Have a bull. Uh, <laughs> God bless yeah. you. God bless you. At JeremyCon1057, I'm guessing Jeremy would like you to, us to tell you that uh, C3 American Exteriors, don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. Was that something you'd like us to tell everybody? Oh, absolutely. I'm out in my C3 truck right now. For people that don't know, that's the roofing company I work for. So, um, yeah, I do this. It's funny. People ask me if I was going to give it up because I picked up roofing during the pandemic, and people are like, you're going to give it up now that you're on the morning show. I'm like, no, I, you know, I, I make good money doing this. I enjoy it. I'm not trying to swindle people or whatever. Like a lot of companies will do as far as sales go, um, do a lot of work with insurance. So yeah, it's, it's a cool. great company. Very and, cool. um, that's where I'm at now. I'm actually headed to, a, I'm getting, I'm getting on a roof, uh, in a few minutes. Picks every day, pressboxonline.com, at JeremyCon1057 on Twitter. Of course, the Big Bag Morning Show every morning on 105.7 The Fan. Jeremy, appreciate you, bud. We'll talk to you next Monday. Thanks, guys. Jeremy Kahn joining us as he does every Monday here on GCR. Yes, John Colson, the most worshipful grandmaster. I don't you... think anybody can see us now. No, we can't. Facebook is down. It'll hold. It's Facebook not... is down. There is a Facebook problem, Instagram yes. is down. John, you oh. have to turn the microphone a little bit. I apologize. Sorry about that. Instagram is down. Facebook is down. Now, you want my conspiracy theory? What? So there was a big whistleblower thing on 60 Minutes I last night I about, heard about Facebook. That. Which, by the way, that, yeah. was really good. Yeah, I want to yeah. watch that. And I heard the Tony Bennett thing was good I think too. we're going to find out some something like anonymous or one of those crazy groups. To, I mean, it's all down. It's it's down. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of problems with Facebook in general. Like I just being on. I've got a lot of Facebook related problems. I can never quit it because it's the one social media yeah, I mean, that that allows you to know when your friends' birthdays are. Yeah. And I, like I I don't know why this is so difficult. LinkedIn. They do birthdays on oh, LinkedIn? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know they did birthdays on LinkedIn. <laughs> but LinkedIn is not a real social media. Like, I can't post, I'm not going to post not pictures post of my kids. Nudes, you know? on, Correct. On, well, you could. LinkedIn. Like, that'd be silly. <laughs> like, I would be happy to get rid of Facebook altogether, like, in my life, because the, yeah. the algorithms suck. They have no idea they what They get I me want. with the cooking videos. I'm not going to lie. Does, uh, you know, yeah. that's a true point. But, like, they, <laughs> they all, all they think I want in my newsfeed is random viral videos, and I have never been the person that watches random viral right. videos. I want pictures of my friend's kids. Like, that's what I click yep. on. 
That's what I'm into. And I want to know when their birthdays are because otherwise I don't know when your birthday yeah. is. I'm never yeah. going to know. And I feel like it's the, the simplest thing you can do that's kind of nice is finding out when uh, you got a birthday coming up. I do. You do. And I, I, will, wow. I will only know How it. How did you know that? Because we were talking about it recently. We were, talking about, okay, what age, we were talking about what age you were turning. Oh. I, was like, I was like, whoa, really? I am like, turning oh, 60. That's unreal to me. That's unreal. Look at, well, you can't, <laughs> you, can't, you can't look at John Colson because the cameras don't, well, we don't, Facebook's not working. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, we don't have to worry about that right now. I, unfortunately, I apo- like apologies to, to, like apologies to Maryland Five Star, who is not getting. We'll double. We'll double up another day. What are they not uh, getting? Well, they don't. Not getting there's their no full thirty minutes. You know, there's no banner. Oh right. Well, we can. Thir- yeah. Well, well it's we'll up. We, we, just saying. Yeah, it's true. We did it. We did it. Uh, Facebook just didn't serve it to them. Yeah. Um. But we I wonder talk- if I can charge Facebook. They charge me. For you should. You should be able. One hundred percent. I just send them a little invoice. Correct. Say. Wouldn't it be funny just to send them like a thirty-five dollar invoice? So bad. Just a random thirty-five dollar invoice. Somebody who got arrested for sending invoices to giant corporations, I think like Facebook, that were not for real things. Yeah, and yeah. They, See, they got is, paid. Like they I, were yeah. paid because they were like, "Oh, with the sun, just pay the guy." You know. So I think I've, thirty-eight bucks. I've talked. I've, I've talked before about the fact that I do not have internet at home. This I'm, is just so mind-boggling. There was. There's no Comcast. There's no. There is now. What you, Elon Musk. Well, so this, your we're going to try that. I did. I did sign up. Uh, John Colson recommended. Does he I, have internet now? He's trying it. He's not. There, it ain't there yet. But I have signed up. I put the deposit down to be one of the gophers on the Elon days. Musk. Really? Uh huh. All right. We'll see. Have you he started um, sending out the uh, modems like two weeks ago? Well, I haven't gotten mine yet. Well, you were somehow uh, you're going to get spied on. Oh, a hundred percent. Nobody being spied getting, on. What are you talking about, Kyle? Somehow, being spied on. Who cares? That's why I just walk around naked anyway. Like yeah. they all, they've all seen. There's it. also you a see T-Mobile. Yeah, right? You have access to the old 5G one that they do. No, I don't. There is no. I'm telling you, the hotspot is a different thing. No, this is different though. Like T-Mobile has a quote-unquote. No, the, no, no internet provider comes to where I live other than there's this very, very small company that I'm not going to name because whatever. Because you don't like. There's it. a very small company, and. They're, they're like based out of Kentucky, but they have an office in Hunt Valley. And I had internet from them, and it would constantly stop working. And I would constantly say, hey, the internet doesn't work. And they would say, Too bad. well, sending a technician out is going to cost you $300 or something like that. And I'd say, well, that's weird because nothing's changed on my end, but you want to charge me to fix your internet that doesn't work. And they'd be like, yeah. I'd say, well, that business model doesn't work for me. And the problem being, that's the only business model that's available so they can get away with it because they know that where I live, if anybody wanted to have internet, they could only get it through Jim's internet or whatever, you know, like that's, I got to call Jim. You mean to tell me that you live in a place with a monopoly for internet? Yeah, but it's 100% accurate. It's a very small Weird. place. What is that relate. like? Yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, you live in the city. I, yeah. I keep forgetting you guys are in the city. <laughs> At least it's a company that's real. At least it's a real company that monopolizes the internet. So I still did it because I wanted, like, I'm like, I'm not going to have internet. That's crazy. And then legitimately, we would go, I would say, hey, your internet doesn't work. Three weeks later, they might send somebody out. They would charge me for it. It would work again for a week, and then it would stop working. Yep. And I finally said, I can't do this. I cannot give my American Elon dollars Musk is to Jim's internet any longer. Elon Musk is going to solve your problems. I'm looking forward to that. I'm Cross your fingers. Forward to it a great deal. But solving the, the world's but problems. To tie one it back together, I sent them a bill, 
I 100% sent this Jim's internet an invoice. Pretty said, sure you didn't get anything. Oh, I got zero back, right? Like I got zero back. But when I when I stopped, when I said I'm out, I'm done. I and I didn't even do it that way. I just changed my credit card so they couldn't bill me anymore and they let them call me like, "Hey, uh, we noticed that uh, the credit card was canceled." And I said, "You're right." 100%. They said, "Well, can you you know, you owe us the whatever the number was. Uh, we need a new credit card." And I said, "You're not getting one." Yeah. I've been down that road. That's the end of that conversation. So you want to you want to go to court? I'd love to talk about your company in court. Yeah. I'd love all day to go in front of a judge and talk about using your uh, your product in court. I would oh please please Sue give me. me that opportunity <laughs> to do that. Careful, and, you could end up in jail. Yeah, weird. I never heard from them again. It's very <laughs> strange how that worked. They never got their money that I owed them, and I never heard from them again. All right, so that was all. Just tell us that Facebook was down. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I texted you. I, oh, I did I'm, see that. I was sorry. scrambling trying to fix it. I thought There's it was our problem. But no, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's down. Bigger down issues. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Zuckerberg. Yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> a stand-up guy. You, you know, know it's anonymous. Anything else? It's one of those Anything else that we should know about right um, now? Matthias, of course. Nice. Really? Uh, he had Real. a great game. People are saying that we are responsible for Tyus I Well, no joke. People are saying. You'll call I've, him. See if he'll take, I, I, give, I, us res- give us credit for it. I don't Tyus is such a. I like Tyus a lot. He is he's a great. Nice he's guy. a really nice guy. He's a very nice guy. I, I, I told you, he gave me a hug. He was very worried about me when I told him I was jumping out of a plane. Like before, <laughs> before the show started on Tuesday night, he, we were just talking, and I'm telling him about jumping out of the plane, and he was very concerned. He did literally he, got did out. Did you of the, text him a picture? Uh, no, I didn't. Dude, I'll, you should I'll text should him that. a picture. I should do that. I or should at least the you, the video. Text him the link will, to the video. He'd him, like that. I'll text him that. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, we're we'll be back on the 19th. him on Twitter, and then maybe we get some. We haven't get some love. We'll have a conversation <laughs> about that. Uh, we'll be back on the nineteenth. We'll be at Twain's Tavern in Pasadena, and then the following week we're going to be at the Center Club. But that's a private show, unfortunately. Yeah. So unless you're a member at the Center Club, you're not going to be able to join us. For well, but I think. Oh. 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 We're going to have a couple slots to give Ooh. away. Come to the show at the Center Club and have free dinner on us. What? Working on that. Oh, that's very nice. Well, it's going to happen. It's just a question of getting the oh, I like specifics that. down. I like that a lot. And then I, to- well, I told the winner will be picked up by you. Now, that was home. not, nobody talked to me about And have about dinner that. with you. Well, weird. I'm pre- am I preparing the dinner? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think you want to win this contest. <laughs> I don't think this is a no, contest. No, no, it's, it's going to be a dinner at the Center Club and, and you know, coming to the show. And, it's awesome. Um, that's awesome. Rarified atmosphere. That's on the 26th. Free we'll parking. Be, we'll be giving that away um, because, unfortunately, that's not going to be one that's open to the public otherwise. Correct. Uh, but the 19th is very much open for the public. We are down in ta- Pasadena at Twain's Tavern. We want to see you for the Tyus Bowser Show, brought to you by Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, and True Strong well Services. That's the way we do things. Pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. Thank you, John Colson. Appreciate you. We still got to take a break. Come we back do. in. Wrap it up. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Every seat is the best seat at m and Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. Glory Days Grill's popular Oktoberfest menu is back, and it features their delicious chicken schnitzel, two chicken cutlets, hand-breaded in herb panko, and pan-fried until golden brown, served with mustard cream sauce, mashed potatoes, and roasted vegetables. Their menu also includes your favorites, like the Oktoberfest Brewer's Platter, Brewer's Sausage Sandwich, Prussian Pretzel Rolls, Slam Dunk Pretzels, and Apple Cobbler. All of these meals pair well with their many Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on Drag. 
craft, dine on their patios or in their dining room, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill has been proud to serve the community for the last 25 years. Thank you, fans. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to C3America.com for a free analysis. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hey, it's KZ. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, Facebook.com slash Sports or PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Pressbox Fantasy Football Show every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, October 19th at Twain's Tavern in Pasadena. It's brought to you by Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, and True Strong Services. Question from uh, Tim and Belair. With the game plan going away from Bully Ball and the RPO game for the most part, I find it strange that we keep hearing Greg Roman is airing it out because defense are stacking the box against the Ravens. Didn't defense stack the box for the last few years and we still ran the ball with incredible success? Do we just have better weapons schemes this season to allow us to rely on the passing game? Well, that and worse weapons in the run game. I mean, that, that's definitely part of the, the issue that we're talking about. Like, the, the, the backs are, are a part of the problem, not a significant part of the problem. And, you know, I also think that if Lamar were running more as a whole, it would help whoever the backs were. He's not. Right now, it's not an issue. They've, they've won the last couple of games. Now, one required a, 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 essentially a miracle, but they won the last couple of games despite how many times they threw the ball. So it's no no big deal. But do I think that's what they should be doing? No. I do not think the strategy for this team should be throwing the ball 35-plus times a game. I think that's a, a, a bad plan, even though it might work. I, it's Just because you're capable of doing something doesn't mean it's what you're best suited to do. So 
Um, just a thought. Just a thought. Not a sermon. That's what it is. Winding down for a Monday edition of the program. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit has been brought to you by Window Nation. The fall is calling. Sale is on right now. We think at some point the temperature might change. We think. Still warm today, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really humid this morning. Wasn't too fond of that. Leaves are changing. I have seen that. Um, it is time for change in your life, and perhaps that might include some new windows. Get two free windows for every two you buy. Buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Plus, play nothing. Pay nothing at all for two full years. 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tidbit of the day. So, of course, we discussed the Ravens offense quite a bit this morning. And it bears mentioning after finishing, I believe, last in a lot of categories in passing last season. They currently rank 13th in passing yards per game. And, more importantly, 6th in yards per pass attempt, as Lamar has been asked to do much more throwing the football this season, and the throws that he's making are certainly of a higher difficulty. So, interesting. It also is interesting that the Ravens are on pace to have 3,000-yard receivers currently, as Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, and Sammy Watkins all on pace to eclipse 1,000. And speaking of eclipsing, Lamar Jackson could become the first quarterback, well, ever, to rush for 1,100 and throw for 4,500. Currently yep. on pace for 4,577 passing yards and 1,186 Obviously, that, in, that includes there yards. being a 17th game. Indeed, indeed, but and not huh. mentioning that, he's the first quarterback through four games to throw for 1,000 yards and rush for 250. So however you slice it, he's pretty good. Uh, worth mentioning, Von Miller entered the game yesterday with four sacks. He only recorded one quarterback hit yesterday. So credit to Pat McCary and Alejandro Villanueva for limiting his effectiveness. And with the victory, Lamar has now beaten every AFC team. That's a fact. He is the fastest of any quarterback to beat them all, breaking Pat Mahomes' record. It's also worth mentioning the Broncos had allowed fewer than 120 passing yards to each of their prior two opponents before Baltimore threw for over 300. That's, that is interesting. Of course, it was against the Jets and the Jaguars, but still. Still? Yeah. I mean, Derrick Henry, not a Raven, not a, not a Bronco. It's, but that's more interesting than 100 yards of team rushing in a game. I'm, t- I'm just telling you. that's It's not that interesting, but it's more interesting. Derrick Henry has now rushed for 29 consecutive games with at least 50 yards. Which two running backs in the past 70 years? 70 years? Had a longer streak. And I'll give you a hint. 50 it's yards. In the, it's in the past 30 that these guys did it. 50 or more yards in... In at least 31 consecutive games. There are two runners who have done it. And it happened in the last since 1990. Yes. Emmett Smith. Nope. Sorry. Barry Sanders. Not good. Nope. Marcus Allen. Nope. LaDainian Tomlinson. Nope. Marshall Falk. Nope. Thurman Thomas. Nope. Neither of these players are Hall of Famers, I don't think. Okay. Eddie George. Nope. Jamal Lewis. Nope. Fred Taylor. Nope. Corey Dillon. Nope. Brian Westbrook. Nope. Jamal Charles. Nope. Sean Alexander. Nope. Priest Holmes. Indeed. Hey! Priest Holmes has the record, 38 consecutive. How about that? Matt Forte. Nope. Arian Foster. Nope. Maurice Jones-Drew. Nope. Chris Johnson. Nope. Steven Jackson. Nope. This guy's a Maryland native. It's a Maryland native. Maryland native. I did I say Brian Westbrook? Uh, no, but it's not. A Maryland native. 
He is. I'm not as familiar with him for what it's worth. Maryland native. Hmm. Um. I'm not. I'm struggling to figure out who's a Maryland native. Who am I not thinking of? It was a Maryland, a Maryland native. Indeed. Uh, he was born January 24th, 1968. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, I thought that might help. Oh, well, why didn't you tell me that to begin with? I would have been... Nineteen sixty-eight. Yeah, uh, that was the year. So that means he would have been, if it happened in the last thirty years, well, he would have been twenty in the nineteen hundreds. All right. Uh, so it's not Todd Gurley. It's not Todd Gurley, unless he was born in nineteen sixty-eight. Right. I don't think so. I don't think he was. But look, look, get yeah, somebody on there. Is there somebody I should know? Am I going to feel silly about? You this? probably know him. I did not really, for what it's worth. You were more of a, you were older when it happened, so you probably are. But like, who he was is. he a prominent? He rushed for over seven thousand yards in his career. Doesn't really mean anything to me, man. I don't like keep notes about who's rushing. He had a fifteen hundred yard rushing season with fifteen touchdowns. You tell me anything else. Uh, he went to college at Virginia. To college at Virginia. The college at Virginia. So it's not Tiki Barber. No. Went to college at Virginia. Four consecutive thousand yard seasons from 92 through 95. 92 to 95. Four consecutive thousand yard receivers. Thousand yard seasons. Um. Yeah, hell of a year in 94. No? Yeah. Over 1,800 total yards, 41 receptions. In As you know, 1,500 rushing yards. I'd stay up on everything that happened in the NFL in 1994. Um, I, I'm not sure I'm going to come up with it. I'm not oh, Virginia. Virginia. I can. Only, I'm only thinking of Tiki. I'm not thinking Terry Kirby. Was he a run Virginia running back? Maybe, but it's not him. I don't think Thomas Jones was from Maryland, was he? Nope. All right, you're going to have to tell me. 31 consecutive 50-yard games yeah. for Silver Spring native Chris Warren. Chris Warren went to Virginia? Yeah, apparently. I didn't know Chris Warren went to Virginia. I learned something today. I had no idea. All right. I didn't know he was from Maryland either for what it's worth. I do know who Chris Warren is, but I did not know that he went to, the, uh, went to Virginia. He probably went to Texas, so I lied. He went to Texas. But it was different. It said on his uh, Pro Football Reference page that he went to Virginia. So somebody lied. A lot of confusion here. Would you have gotten if I had said Texas? Probably not, no. Well, so it doesn't really matter. No. But my bad. No. Uh, I'm not sure if they went to Texas either. And maybe it's a different Chris Warren. I think his son, Chris Warren III, played at Texas. Well, then let me see if he went to Virginia. He went. No, he also didn't go to. He enrolled at Virginia. Uh, he did play there briefly. But then he went to Ferrum. Then he went to Ferrum College. Which you, of course, would have gotten if I Obviously, said if you just yeah. said Ferrum, I would have yeah. been all over. Chris Warren, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't getting that. All right, very good. I didn't know he was from Maryland. Tibbet, you do. Tibbet was also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy Football. If you're not playing, you're crazy. 
Uh, go right now to underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app. Use the code PRESSBOX when you deposit $10 or more. You will get $10 from us for free to play with Underdog Fantasy Football. It's a lot of fun, even though Kyle isn't winning. It's still a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It kind of fills that void from sports betting that we thought was going to exist in the state of Maryland and hasn't. And We have opinions about it, but we will save them for ourselves. Go to underdogfantasy.com. Sign up today. Use the code PRESSBOX. Here's what's coming up tonight, Totally Tubular. It's brought to you by the new print issue of Press Box with Marlon Humphrey on the cover. Go get it for free right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms or any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. Apropos of nothing that might have happened this weekend, in the next print issue of Press Box, I, have, I spoke to Elijah Green, and you'll be reading about it in the next print issue of Press Box. That's all I can tell you. That's coming. Tonight, uh, ESPN Raiders Chargers 815. Apparently no Manning broadcast tonight. I don't know what that's all about. They're taking time off, I guess. Very weird. Very weird. But that's night 815 on ESPN. NBCSN, the uh, NASCAR race from Talladega, was pushed back due to rain. It starts at 1 o'clock today. Uh, preseason basketball on NBA TV. Hawks Heat at 730. Warriors Blazers at 10. Preseason hockey on NHL Network. Bruins Flyers at 7. The USA Network for WWE Monday Night Raw at 8. A major congratulations to our friend AJ Francis. We had kind of a magical night on Friday night. Um, not only at SmackDown, but then we got to hang out with him afterwards, and um, he and his crew, uh, Hit Row is their faction, and they were uh, announced as being part of SmackDown moving forward. So every Friday night, uh, they will be on Fox now moving forward, which is kind of a big effing deal. So very happy for our friend AJ Francis, who also got to have a match in his hometown on Friday night. Um, It was just a really very cool night, so very happy for him. Some non-sports highlights. Non-sports. Some basketball players on late night for whatever reason. Uh, Blake Griffin is on Seth Meyers. Russell Westbrook is on Kimmel. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. It's very weird. It is. Um, like Blake Griffin at least is like a media personality. I have no Russell idea. Russell Westbrook's now an L.A. man. Yeah, but. He's an L.A. man, Glenn. Okay. Reservation Dogs on Hulu. Stuff and things. Check it all out, GlennClarkRadio.com. All right. Thanks today to Jeremy Kahn. Thanks also to Kadri Ismail. We'll get that and Pats on the Ass up in the greatest hit section of the tab at glennclarkradio.com. Irons and fires, stuff and things. Hell yes. Going to be a big day tomorrow. Make sure you're tuned in. Thanks, everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners. CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, KNS Automotive, Maryland Lottery, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, Baltimore Ravens, Maryland Department of Transportation, Underdog Fantasy Football, the Maryland Five Star, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter at Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Monday evening. Go Justin Herbert. May you score 100 points Allen, tonight. Please. I guess. Please. Do, I mean, by accident, it'll probably. Involves some Keenan Allen. Justin Herbert scores 100 points. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.